10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Post-credits, our live show. How's everybody doing out there? Hopefully it's great. Uh, I mean, I would have answered, but you didn't ask us, you asked them. Yeah, we're we're not out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not out You're in here, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't, you didn't know that? <laughs> um, I mean, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hi, we haven't done this for like a month. Yeah. Yeah, we took like a, uh, month, a month off, really. Yeah, it's been a little while. We didn't plan a month off, but it just kind of worked that way. Yeah. Yeah. Holidays and things happened. Yeah. yeah maybe the... you didn't plan a month off. Yeah, well, you take months off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the live shows aren't really your thing. No. Uh, also, uh, hello, Mexican Ataco. And hi, Sam in the chat. It's Sam. It's a Sam. Um. So yeah, we haven't been here for a month. Yeah. Whoa. What? What have you? What? Have, Robbie, you been like watching anything, playing anything, reading anything? What have you been? What have you been doing? Well, apparently, as you guys can see, I grew a beard during that time. You did. Why not? Yeah, it only takes you like twenty-five minutes anyway. So yeah. <laughs> just stop shaving for the twenty-five minutes. I'm good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things I've been watching. Um. Partially because like things have been slowing down at work, so like I can actually take breaks and watch stuff. Yeah, yeah, breaks. Yeah. What? Who could have imagined taking yeah, a break? It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's that. Um, so the thing I was talking to you guys about earlier, like I actually haven't been on my computer as much this week. This week in particular, uh, there has been some other stuff I have watched throughout the month, but I can't remember all of it because it's been a month and I didn't write it all down. <laughs> right. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, like this week I tore apart my computer because I've been trying to put a custom wa water cooling loop in it and it's been a learning process. Like there's been a lot of like, okay, that didn't work. I need to try this. I need to get this now and I need to do this now. And so like my computer is taken apart in my house right now and like scattered all over my bedroom. Yeah. You showed us a picture and literally your entire bed is taken up with PC mm -hmm. parts and you're just sleeping on the couch. Yeah, like, or, it hasn't been all week that I slept on the couch, I'll say that much. Like, I just had all those parts, like, sitting on my desk, and then last <laughs> night, I tried taking apart my computer to put it all together, like, yeah, I can get this done, and then host the movie movie in the morning. Then 9 a.m. rolled around, I'm like, fuck, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> Jesus um, but yeah, that's been an experience, I'm gonna try to finish that whenever I go home tonight. Good luck. Thank you, I'll, I'll need it. Looks like a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. There have been some things I've been watching though too. Um. Like I said, found up some stuff on YouTube. Uh. Mostly like a bunch of random review kind of stuff and like YouTube drama and all that fun shit. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, speaking of shit, <laughs> uh, <laughs> last night whenever I was watching or whenever I was doing stuff on my computer, I was actually watching the history of swear words. 
Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So is that like a documentary or like a show? Yeah, it's or... like a documentary. It's like, you know, those 90s reality TV shows where like they show clips of something on the Internet and they have comedians talk about it. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. But they're talking about the history of cuss words along with like linguistics that know the actual history of all these different cuss words. Huh. So is it specifically like English cuss yeah. words? Yeah, it's specifically English cuss words. And it talks about the most popular ones. Like the first episode is fuck. The next episode is bitch. Uh, then dick, pussy. Uh, and damn, just I isn't I want you to just name all the cuss words now. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like those are the cuss <laughs> words that they're talking about. Um, cool. So, fuck. Where does that come from? Uh, that actually apparently the original meaning was to get hit. To get fucked. Yeah, get fucked is like get punched in the face, basically. I like it. I, yeah. Ooh, that's I like that. So yeah, a lot. like get fucked is probably like the original meaning of it. It's a family friendly. Yeah, <laughs> Mexican <laughs> taco says. In the chat, family friendly. It's super family friendly. Uh, yeah. Also, did they go over cunt? Because, ooh, cunt's good. No, they went over pussy, though. It's not cunt. No. Cunt's strong. I, I f- yeah, I feel like cunt is uh, more recent than pussy is, though. But is it just strong because it's not said in America? I think so. Because... Yeah, because it's definitely, like, overseas, UK and whatnot. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not as, like, strong as it is here. Right. Well, I think it's because, like, it's one of those things, like, they did talk about the word bitch and how that has a lot of, like, weird sexist and racist terms are meaning behind it. Yeah. Yeah, Lupe Fiasco went over that in a song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, they went over that in that episode, too. And they're talking about, like, the reason why it's used so often nowadays is because, like, women are taking it back, like, saying, I'm that bitch. Like, so being, like, like, um, I'm a bad bitch compared to being a bitch kind of thing. And so I think it's the same, like, it talks about stuff like that. I feel like cut is more recent. (laughs) Cunt is cunt is so good though. Like it, it is. That's probably one of my favorite to say. It's so diaphragm heavy. It has so much weight behind it when you say it. Yeah. I never call the woman that, but no, me. <laughs> it is fun so? to say. No, no, you only call your friends that. Yeah. Well, That's... it's the same thing with that. Like <laughs> I've been called, like I've been called a bitch, and I've called my friends bitches, but it's always been like playing around. Exactly. Like, you never. You don't use the bad ones in the bad way yeah. unless you're a bad person I, I feel like the most that i could think of amongst our friends group that like someone's actually said it out of anger is your wife actually called me a bitch a handful of times when she's well, pissed at me to be fair that is her favorite word it is <laughs> <laughs> but like one time in particular i remember we were talking and like we just saw like a, a can of dr pepper that was sitting right there and it was nobody's like it hadn't sitting there the entire time we were talking there and so i was gonna like kick the can off of the sidewalk and it was still full and I didn't realize it. And she was wearing all white. And so there's like splatters of brown on her whenever I kicked it. Cause like it went everywhere. And I was like, I was like, sorry, I didn't know it was full. Bitch. I'm surprised she didn't call you a cunt there. <laughs> no, she tries you're alive. That's all she said for like the rest of the day. Like I, I would say hi to her, like say, sorry, I didn't mean to. And her response for like the rest of the day was just bitch. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you should have been hit a lot. Probably. I should have been fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should have got, got fucked up for that. <laughs> but yeah, that was actually a really interesting series. Like, honestly, like it was just interesting to learn the history behind a lot of those. And like, they actually talked about some of the meanings that are false, but uh, people, you know, it's what's what I'm looking for. Perpetrated. Yeah, how uh, it's perpetrated. Kind of like, yeah. um, one th- about the word fuck, for example, like they're saying they're, there's like that false equivalent of saying that it actually meant fornicating under the king's are uh, are uh, under the king's guidance or something like that. Basically saying like, you know, whatever at all. It's basically saying like whenever two people get married, like the one, one that I heard a lot, which I knew it was fake, but uh, people swore up and down that it was the real reason is because um, 
the king had to like say like whether it was okay for you to fornicate or within his kingdoms and so like that's, that's... when people get married they'd like get a certificate saying it's okay for them to have sex with each other huh that just sounds fake yeah yeah like I'm, there's people who swore up and down that, that was really talk about that and about how that one was fake but people wanted to believe that because it's a more interesting story than you know getting punched <laughs> i like i like getting that, punched yeah, a lot that's yeah. The, so yeah that's basically had... like yeah, whenever like you're telling somebody to get fucked, they're basically telling them to go get slapped in the face or get punched or something. Well, I like because that keeps the like feel of fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that, that, I think that's one reason why I like the word fuck and cunt is because like they both that, or that diaphragm heavy with that Ugh! kind of sound to it. Now I have a question. You said bitch was one, right? Yes. Uh, does, did that originate with a female dog or it was did. there? Okay. So it originated with a female dog, and what it was is um women who were promiscuous were compared to dogs. And so he started calling them bitches. And so, and then after that, it actually ended up evolving into a woman that was rude and uncontrollable. She'd be a bitch kind of thing. And so it was basically a way to demean women. So it was, say that they were sexist it was for... a sexist term okay. to say like, she's an uncontrollable mean person kind of thing. All right. And then Sam is calling in here. We're just going to let her in here real quick. Hey, Sam. Hey, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Family friendly. Oh yeah. I hope I did mark this as explicit. <laughs> I don't remember if I did. I hope I did. <laughs> there is no cussing in my Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> um cool. Which that also actually... speaking of that too, during the Christmas break, uh, whenever I went down to the valley, uh, some of our aunts and uncles are saying that they listen to our podcast and we cuss way too fucking much. <laughs> I yeah. don't like it. Why, why would they listen to it? Uh, <laughs> support <laughs> i don't think any of them even care about any of the things we talk about uh, probably not I, I feel like it's a support thing maybe they right. do care but is that supposed to be recorded no no okay good. Uh, no, that, that's just to monitor how i feel like i asked that every other time you do yeah but... <laughs> sorry but yeah like since we're talking about the history of cuss words <laughs> okay uh mexico taco said it says pg you should check the Uh-oh. settings to make sure <laughs> yeah I, I will tell you right now our live casts have never been pg ever uh, well, basic themes, admins, and block users. Basic, oh, they're joking. Okay, okay. okay good. No. <laughs> Be like, well, we're going to be right back, guys. We'll see you. <laughs> Sorry, we have to put this in the mature section. <laughs> Sarcasm does not show over text very well. Not great, no. No, it doesn't. But, um, that being said, you got us pretty good with that, then. Yeah. Um, so this docuseries, is it easily available to watch? Where is it? It's on Netflix. It's on uh, Netflix, right? Yeah, it is. It's actually one of the most popular things on Netflix right now. I kind of want so to like, it. Yeah, so when you go on Netflix, it should be on the top 10, like right there on the front page. Dope. Cool, I'm going to check that and out. And funny thing about it, it worked really, really well for it, is Nicolas Cage is the person who hosts it. <laughs> yeah, it works pretty good. Yeah. I can imagine that being great. Which, I guess another thing that I found out that really, really surprised me, you know who cusses the most out of any other actor in any other movie? Samuel Jackson. Nope. Really? Chris Rock. You'll never guess. Tom Hardy. Nope. Marilyn Monroe. Definitely no. <laughs> um, actor that cusses more than any other actor. Yeah. Brad Cliff. What's his name? Brad Pitt. Leonardo DiCaprio. Brad, no. Brad Pitt was my guess. I will say, I'll give you a hint that Leonardo DiCaprio is in Billy a Billy Bob Thornton. Bye. Billy Bob Thornton? No. Okay. Samuel uh, Jackson again? <laughs> it's Jonah Hill. The Bear. Oh, really? Which yeah. one's Jonah Hill? The Bear. Oh. God damn it, the Revenant. And who's Revenant? <laughs> There's a bear. There's a bear, in the, a bear in the Revenant, and whenever the bear, you see the bear in the shot, Which one is Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill is the fat one in Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. He's not fat anymore. 
No, he's not fat. He's like, he got in pretty good shape, actually. I mean, yeah. he was the fat one in 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was kind of, he was like the fat side in a lot of movies. But it was I mostly. I think he was movie. tired of hearing that he was just the fat one. Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. But um, for The Wolf of Wall Street, actually, that's one of the main reasons why. In that movie alone, he says fuck more than 100 times. He is in that movie. Yeah. He looks way different in that movie, though. I, I'm not sure how you would feel about the movie. It's going to be on the podcast at some point. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure how you'll feel, though. So, yeah, the funny thing about The Wolf of Wall Street, actually, uh, much like The Departed, if you go online, you can find the fucking short version of it, which is just every single time they say the F-bomb, and even though we're saying fuck all the time, um, every single time they say it, though, The Wolf of Wall Street is five minutes long of every single time they say the F-word. Nice. Sam, you're next to a jet right now. <laughs> I'm not. Give me a second. <laughs> um, cool. I'm gonna look at that. The history of cuss words. Yeah, that one was rather interesting. Um, another one. Um, a show that I watched back when it just had its original season, but now has a whole bunch of other seasons, is uh, Sword Art Online, which is anime. kind of the anime. Like the best way I can describe it for dry, it's like the anime version of Ready Player One, but it's uh. not a. It's not a whole bunch of. Um, uh, it's not a whole bunch of references. It's uh, basically, it, it's this virtual reality or MMO. And what happens is the uh, first like 10,000 players who actually start playing the game together all get trapped inside of it. And if they die in the game, they die in real life and they have to try to complete the game. I think I saw a couple episodes of Adult Swim back in the day. Yeah, it, probably. It kicked off the isekai genre, which we're still kind of there, which is when like people die and go into a fantasy realm basically oh like that gants. yeah cats sure yeah no gants g-a-n-t-z <laughs> yeah gants in my pants sure yeah oh no you don't want gants in your pants <laughs> it will not make you need to dance <laughs> it will make you horny probably though oh oh no dance is very weird all right uh cool so uh, <laughs> yeah like i've been watching that because like I, said, I watched that whenever it was like the very first season and then i heard when season two came out i was just like yeah but how are they going to top the first season since they're done with that part of the storyline mm-hmm. but it's been interesting so far like it was based it came out when anime was still like there was one big one that everyone watched yeah. versus now where it's there's 70 billion of them yeah. every season yeah like this was I want to say it came out pre-Crunchy crunch, Roll. Fuck. It would have had I, to. I'm trying point. to... I think it came out before Attack on Titan, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It so it's did. like before yeah. that. Oh, okay. Huh. I don't think you'd like it. Okay, well, there you go. I'm never going <laughs> to watch it then. Like, I, I, <laughs> you've watched more of it. I don't think it's a drag <laughs> kind of anime. Probably not, but... Is it very action Sometimes yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Sometimes it's very story heavy. Other times it's uh, very action heavy. It counts in the episode. Sometimes but, it's a rom-com basically. Does yeah. it get to the point? Yes. Okay. At least there's that. Cause yeah. the there thing is that a story, I hate about most there... animes is that they just fucking linger on things for too long. Attack on Titan, for instance, everyone fucking it's shot sad. their load all over that thing. So I guess a good example, <laughs> like they get to their point and everything with it. Uh, the very first season is, takes place over two years and everything like something is happening every single time throughout those two years. And there's like a lot of character growth in it. There's a lot of storyline that goes through all of it. So yeah. I may be into it. Like, cause I just hate animes that linger and don't do the thing like attack on Titan. One thing happens all season and yeah. it's fucking boring. <laughs> I, mean, I, like I it. hate anime. 
I know you do. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's but yeah, it's your weird insistence on things having a point. I don't. I just don't get it. Things need a point. No, they don't. <laughs> there needs to be a reason for a thing. <laughs> Why does there have to? Reason for the There's season. There's not a reason for existence. Why is it what? things that oh, we okay. okay, Jara, what? you say that there needs to be a reason for a thing, but like, I feel like you wa- watch a lot of things that don't have reasons. Like, like we, what? Just, we just watched <laughs> like your the greatest artsy oh, bullshit. <laughs> Everybody's dropping be. things. <laughs> we just watched a show about things where there's no reason for points to exist. You don't get to keep the prize. You just answer questions and make jokes. It's a comedy show. Yeah, that doesn't have a point. Big fat quiz of everything. Yeah. The point is to laugh and enjoy yourself and just have fun. <laughs> so then use that as the reason for other stuff. No, because it's not a ten hour thing. It's an hour and a half, and then I move How on. How many life. have you watched? It's not important. They're very funny. <laughs> no, it is important because you can say the same thing about anime. It's a 22-minute thing. You just happen to watch all of it. Yeah, but it's not good is the other problem. Oh my if something gosh. doesn't have a point, it needs to at least be good. Uh, anyways, uh, another thing I've been watching, speaking of anime, uh, was I found out recently about this show called Ghost Stories. And uh, it didn't do very well in Japan. Like, it's kind of just an it blah story. Like, it has a point and everything, but it's just kind of a dull ghost or ghost house story thing. Um, did not do well in Japan. So whenever they brought it to America, they didn't really care about, like, them keeping everything tidy. And, like, this is how the story is supposed to go. You're supposed to do this with it. They just kind of said, do whatever the hell you want with it. And so they gave the voice actor some leniency to, like, you know, you have to do this in the script, but this is free fair game. So they added a bunch of weird jokes in there that just makes it unintentionally like really funny. So the official it's definitely English, well, in the American version it yeah. is, but not in the original Japanese version it was. So like it's kind of in a weird like unintentionally funny thing. Like I guess a good example in the very first episode, like very early on, um, they're moving in with, into their grandparents' house, and the grandparents are like talking about how they don't have much longer and they want to help their children before they die or like you know before they pass on or anything. And like their grandma would have been happy to have them around, and then um. In the American version, when they talk to the grandpa, the grandpa goes like, as soon as this bitch cro- croaks, I'm going to Las Vegas. It's so, like, just like, they just add random shit like that. So like, I've been watching side by side with that to see like how the subs and dubs uh, change. Okay, yeah, so, so Mexican Otaku in chat says that the dub for it is to die for. Yes. So yeah. from what I'm understanding, is it a show that if you read, if you do subs, it's a completely different than the dub? Basically, show pretty much, yeah. So... One, I've actually talked about this, I think, on the live show once to you. So it is basically an abridged series of itself where they did not give any shits because so instead they basically just ad lib everything and just made up the dumbest shit as they went on. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So so it, it, it's like one of those, like I said, unintentionally funny as like they let the uh, American voice actors kind of get away with whatever they wanted to when it came to making jokes about the characters or whatever else. I guess another good example is like they find an old picture of their mom and like one of the other people sees it and like, hey, what's that? And in the American version, they're like, who's that lesbian in the picture kind of thing. So like they just ad lib whatever the hell they want to it. <laughs> OK, it's just it's dumb, but it's, it's dumb, but it's funny. funny. It's not like a show you want to watch the entire season of, but like. Watching a couple episodes is just hilarious. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, weirdly enough, not even the first time that happened. Uh, another failed anime in Japan was called Samurai Pizza Cats. And they brought it over to America and they didn't even care to or care enough about the anime to give them a script for it. <laughs> so literally they're ad-libbing the entire thing for like the entire season that the show aired in America. 
awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Those are know. nice little trivias about Japanese anime. <laughs> is it just like a bunch of random humor? Is that the thing? It's not random humor. Like they make jokes based off what's happening. Yeah. Okay. So it's Mystery Science Theater 2000, but for anime? I don't like it's don't the actual far, characters but... yeah. in the series are the oh, ones making the jokes. Weird. Weird. Okay. You have to see a clip basically to understand. Yeah. We'll have to look but, it up after this. Yeah. yeah. I got a couple clips I can show you of it. For sure. But uh series is those. Um I also watched the very first episode of Cobra Kai, which seems somewhat interesting. Yeah, the trailers have intrigued me. I just don't think I want to put the time into it because I don't really care about karate kid yeah, much one being well, honest. Once again, like I said, I was tearing apart my computer and like just watching random things. I was like, yeah, I can put that on in the background. Only, right. I've only seen the new version of Karate Kid, so I don't think I would even understand what's oh, going on. Oh, with Jaden Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't. It's yeah. not even the same thing then. Yeah, those are two even... very different things based on the same idea. I don't yeah. even remember what happens in that version of the Karate Kid. I assume he does karate? I think so. Probably. I'm not sure, though. I think that's a fair fair idea. He probably does karate. At some I don't point. know. Jackie Chan's in it, so there's got to be some karate. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the kid does any. Oh yeah, I'm joking. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised actually. Anyways, Um, well, something that I have been watching uh, for a little while. I think I started it early November or something like that. It was around the time I got my PS5. Yes. Um, I started watching Letterkenny off of uh, Jeremy, who has been on the show, the live show, a few times. Um, off of his recommendation, and I started off real cold on it, but I just kept watching it. And I kind of fell in love with it. It's really funny. I mean, he told you that was going to happen because I remember the first episode you watched, like, yeah, I'm not into it. And he told you to keep going and apparently it worked out. It really grows on you. <laughs> so while Jariah was watching that, I was also there for two episodes. And man, I don't like it. <laughs> at no, all. there. No, you, you wouldn't. It's a lot of crude jokes and whatnot. Yeah. Like a lot of it's the, like it's like shot like a porno. I don't know what kind of porno you're watching. <laughs> the ones that are shot like that. I don't know. What you're you... watching really high grade porn. I guess. It, the season that you watched was literally shot in 4K HDR. Not literally. <laughs> just the structure of how they talk to each other. And like just, fast? Just like, I don't know. Like, they just talk weird. They're Canadian. Maybe. I don't think that's the issue. <laughs> like, that's how, like, it just sounds like dialogue from a porno to me. You're watching pretty good porn. What porn are you watching? Send me some links after. Lemon, <laughs> lemon stealing porn. That's the one I'm going to watch. Are you sure you're watching porno? <laughs> Maybe I just put on Leonard Kenny. And yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this, why, this is why you don't understand sex. <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, it just wasn't. Like, I, none of the dialogue felt good to me. And maybe it was because I started on se- probably like, like the middle seven. of the season. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the most I've seen of that show is I've seen a couple of the sketches that people have put online and that's about it. It's very good. Like the one where like they keep on making fun of like those two guys and like the guy takes off his shirt. And he's like, it's go time. And they keep on telling him like how he looks dumb with the shirt off or standing there with his shirt off. Probably. I watched the entire I watched all nine seasons of that show in like a month and a half. So Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not the craziest I've heard. I know people who've like 
probably got like halfway or probably got like most of the way through supernatural within like two weeks so just fuck i don't even, i don't think that's even that's literally like impossible <laughs> i think that's literally impossible they did it they watched two episodes at Jesus. Time. it's it's a full-time <laughs> job working double times on our also on saturdays <laughs> oh, um yeah so i watched all letter kenny i'm caught up with it because the newest season just came out uh, like two weeks ago so i'm entirely caught up with that they left on a huge <laughs> cliffhanger i'm kind of upset actually because there is a story in the show um it's a very good show actually like i just like the characters and i like the comedy back and forth and how they just kind of all give each other shit all the time it's very very fun um also uh some films that we have watched in the interim uh e watched one of them i'll talk yeah, about that one first uh pixar disney pixar's soul yes which yeah. was very good very good, like way, way better than I thought it would be. Honestly. That's because you don't have any expectations for animated films. No, actually, Pixar, I do have a lot of expectations right. for, but the last one that they did, what was the last one? Toy Story 4. Right, that was blah. I, was I honestly Toy thought Story Toy 4. Story 4 was just really blah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't remember the last not sequel they did recently. It might have been The Good Dinosaur, and I don't like that movie much. What was it, Zootopia? Uh, was that before or after? I, I thought, thought that was DreamWorks. No, 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 no Zootopia is definitely. That's Disney. Disney okay. I don't know Disney. if it's yeah. I don't think it's Pixar. I think it's just this. But yeah, you make a good point. Actually, Pixar has been doing mostly sequels lately. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looked interesting. Like it's something. Speaking of like movies with music and stuff like that, it seems like something that'd be up my alley. Yeah. Honestly, lots of jazz in that. It's, I'd be it's, so down for that. It's really good. Like uh, I don't. I can't speak for everybody. I guess, but it's definitely one of those movies that like if you've which I guess probably most people actually in 2020, if you've been going through like a hard time recently, um, that movie just like, wow. Cause it just like puts reality in your face in a way that I think only certain kinds of media can honestly. And I think like, honestly, it does a really good job of being like, just fucking be who you are and don't like try and go for this thing that you think you're supposed to be. Just be the thing you're supposed to be and like, enjoy your life. And, and, and so I'm looking, cool. so I'm looking at like, um, some of the Wikipedia stuff. And apparently Trent Reznor worked on the soundtrack. Hmm. Trent Reznor. Isn't he Tool or something? No. Uh, Nine Nine Inch Inch <laughs> Fucking same thing. Oh, really? <laughs> and then as, as the animation guy, Disappointment. animation and art style are, is so amazing in that movie, especially yes. like I'm like the parts that are in, I guess it's not really spoilers because it kind of is up front. Like there's like the real world and the dead world afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah. Like the real world, like it's kind of photorealistic. Yeah. Whatever. But like the afterlife is so creative, especially in the designs of the people in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think though, even the real world stuff looks stylistically really good too. Yeah. Because some of it is very like, well, this is looks just exactly like real life, but like a lot of the character designs are not. No, I'm not t- like the character designs are amazing. I yeah. just mean like literally the setting is oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like it's like okay, this is the real vulture. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine, and it kind of works good in this movie because it's a juxtaposition of the two worlds that makes it really stand out. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is that the writing tone doesn't change depending on the setting. Mm-hmm. So it feels very fluid and like it's it's a continuous thing instead of being like, here's the silly stuff, here's the serious stuff, here's yeah. the silly stuff here. It like it all feels like one big nice product. Okay. But yeah. Uh great movie, definitely some of the best work Pixar's put out recently. Yeah. Uh the more I think about it, the more I think it, it's probably my second favorite 
it's probably my second favorite Pixar movie. That's fair. What's your first? What's your first favorite? It's Wally. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't. I haven't seen all the way through. I I've seen enough to know what it's about, but I have not seen the whole thing. I like Wally, but it's what it, really Pixar good. has this bad habit, in my opinion, of like they have really good like first halves and then kind of teeter out. And I think Wally kind of has that when it introduces the humans is not as interesting, but it's still a really yeah. good movie throughout. Like I'm just saying, like I think yeah. the first half is way better than the. But I do think you, at the end you need the humans in order to kind of put the point across. Yeah, I think sure. that's. Fair. I just think like it kind of loses the focus when it starts introducing the humans. Into yeah, I would the story. I would agree with that. Yeah, and um, but yeah. Like it's definitely up there with like Incredibles, Ratatouille, all those. Like mm-hmm. it's definitely up there in the upper caliber of I think, the Pixar's. Yeah, I was gonna say I think honestly my favorite Pixar movie is Up, but that's a fair one. Yeah, mine's probably Incredibles. Personally, Incredibles is really good too. Yeah, I don't like Incredibles. Well, you're wrong, <laughs> so that's fine. And it's also one of those things like uh, I know Dry disagrees with me on this, but uh, Big Hero Six was one of those movies that I really because it surprised me because I kind of walked into it not like having zero expectations and then it completely like it was like subpar to like eh, it's gonna be a pixar movie and then it kind of blew it away to where like it started off as a pixar movie and like slowly worked its way to being a marvel movie big hero six is disney i guess pixar didn't work on that Mm -hmm. but i also do still like that okay i think yeah like well no because like i remember saying about how that movie blew me away because like uh, it totally uh blew my expectations out of the water and you're like well it wasn't that good i was like yeah but like going in with zero like expecting just like a disney animation and then it turning into a marvel movie towards the end like and it did in a very fluid way like for like by the time you realize what it's doing it's already a marvel movie now yeah it's it's honestly really good it's definitely a good movie yeah um the other thing that I, uh, the big thing that I watched, which uh, I I have mixed feelings on, is Wonder Woman 1984. I haven't seen that one yet, but um, I still need to watch the first Wonder Woman, actually. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the first one either. I, I like the first one a lot. I will say that. I do like the first one a lot. Uh, it's more tonally cohesive than the second one, for sure, by fucking miles. Um... I think the first one is just genuinely a good movie. It does the Captain America thing. Like literally it's like, okay. Oh, it's in the past and she's in war. And then at the end, she's not, um, it's, it's that it's Captain America, <laughs> but with wonder woman, it's literally yeah. that, um, it's DC's Captain America with a woman. Yes. It's, it's literally what it is, but it's very good. It's well acted. It's extremely charming. Uh, some of the action stuff is cool. The ending action scene looks terrible. <laughs> um, it just looks like a bad, bad, bad green screen the whole time. Um, do you think that might be a side effect of 2020? No, no, that's the first one. That's the first one. I'm oh, okay. Right um, no, no, the the bad ending on the first one was literally studio mandated. The director Patty Jenkins did not want the ending that it had originally, so she didn't have her heart in it, and it looked terrible, and you can tell. Um, <laughs> for 1984, Patty Jenkins wrote and directed, uh, as well as a few other people helping her write and touch up and stuff. Uh, the sequel in 1984, and um. <clears throat> it's about 50 minutes too long. It's a two and a half hour Wonder Woman movie to where the first like real big action scene doesn't happen until like an hour and a half in. Jesus. Like there's a small like mall Jeez. action scene that's not very actiony. It's it's very, very cliche, like 80s, like stop the robbers, like literally. Yeah. Um, and that it doesn't even happen until 20 minutes into the movie. So like you don't even get to present day until like 20 minutes into the movie because there's this flashback that has almost nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Um, 
somebody needed to go in and tell Patty Jenkins, like, hey, you don't need a two and a half hour film. Cut a bunch of this out, please, because it's just making the film worse. Um, Kristen Stewart is in it. And I think she's fu- not Kristen Stewart. Um, Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wiig. Thank okay. you. Kristen Wiig is in it. Um, and I think she is mostly fine. She does her Kristen Wiig thing. Um, and then it's bad. And then she becomes bad. Um, and I don't like the other villain they had in it at all. It's played by the guy who plays Mandalorian. I forget his uh, name. Pablo, Pas- Pablo Pascal? Fett. Yeah, Pascal. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett. He's, really- <laughs> He's the Mandalorian. No, he isn't. God damn it. Um, and I literally hated his character and his story and everything that involved him because it was so 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 cheesy like okay (laughs) all the effects from from Wonder Woman 1984 look like they could have come out in 1984 like it looks bad the CG and it just plain straight up doesn't look good and they use claymation for it? Um, no, like it's just it's just bad CG. Um, and yeah, Kyrie in the chat is saying his character has no depth. I think almost none of the characters have any depth, honestly. Like it just it feels like a shallow. It's like okay, so the thing it's trying to go for is like a shallow 1980s like Superman kind of thing or something like that. Which I don't even like those movies. Um, but like it feels shallow and cheesy and corny and like not as fun as it thinks it is. But like there there is some enjoyment in it. I'm not gonna say I didn't laugh at a few parts or like think some of the things in it were good, but like it didn't need to be that long. And it didn't need to have most of the storyline that was in it, even honestly. Like it just felt bloated and just not fun. Like if I went and paid for this in the theater, I would be super pissed, actually. Because hmm. it would have actually been a waste of time. Like, I think that's maybe the only godsend for it i think that we had <laughs> is that pay for it. we is watched that... it on hbo max in our house and we're able to zone out when we wanted to zone out like i think that was because i would have been real bored in theaters like i don't know i don't know um I, I think too long none of the characters have any depth bad cg yeah and almost really boring action scenes there's like one fun one but most of them are not great um Kyrie in chat says Wonder Woman was a powerful movie and she don't need no man. And 1984 was a fall to all of that foundation. Uh, She, for some reason now needs a man, which is true. The entire plot of the second movie is like her boyfriend's back in town and you're going to be in trouble. She makes a wish. And the entire thing (laughs) is like, if she just didn't make that wish, then everything would have been fine. But she wants to not take that wish back because she needs man now. That sounds very opposite of wonder woman's entire character yeah Yeah, it wasn't good (laughs) it it was not good it wasn't good which is bad it's unfortunate is what ends up being um i think the biggest thing for me is because like i actually really enjoy pablo pascal as an actor like he's i feel like he's very good as an actor he seemed like he was having fun but i didn't like the character at all like then there's no consequence for him in the end like he does all this Which, awful yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say if he's the bad guy and he has no consequences at the end, that makes it even worse. Right, like he literally nearly destroys the world and he just walks away and there's no consequences. And here's the other thing that really, really bothers me: is this Wonder Woman is in the DC extended universe stuff. 
how is Bruce Wayne? Because in Batman vs Superman, Bruce Wayne like finds the tapes or whatever. He's like, who is this Wonder Woman? How the fuck did Bruce Wayne just never know about was Wonder Woman thing happening in '84? He was like 12 years old at the time. How did he not remember it at all? He's fucking Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but he's also you know both kept billionaires, so he's fucking Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he's literally he's supposed to be literally the best detective ever. Yeah, I know. How did he just not remember that the world almost ended from this one gladiator chick this one time? <laughs> he was on vacation. Like what the fuck? <laughs> they went to Mars during that time. It's See, the just... lasso of truth also wipes your memory. No, that <laughs> literally the lasso of truth is what saves the ending. Like that's Ew. that's the thing that like she lassoes Pascal. And it's like make everyone take their wish back because he somehow talks to everybody through a TV. It's it's not good. The writing is bad and it like contradicts Yeah, it sounds itself. like a dumb deus ex machina. Yeah, it's not. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I think I'm a little harsher on it now than I was at first because I've had time to ponder on it. Um, I didn't like it. I would not recommend Wonder Woman 1984 to anybody. Um, Liz has a few cool, things. Never watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah, she has a couple things. I will say with Mexican Otaku because like uh, they did say earlier, it must be nice to have that much downtime for people who just like binge watch all these crazy shows on Netflix. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, yeah, I also agree, but my foot is kind of fucked right now. Yeah. So that's where all my free time is coming from. Right. <laughs> I mean, but also coming Letter from Kenny me too. Before like, that. Letter Kenny, yeah, I just been spending my spare time doing that. Otherwise, I don't have much free time. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like I have these streaming services that I pay for, but I work so many hours that I don't have enough time to watch all of them. So yeah, you got to work less hours. Really. I know. <laughs> um, if I got paid better, I'd probably work less hours. Yeah. So Kyrie in chat over here says um, it was also women can't do everything they need to choose a career or family. Right. Um, and she says she thinks DC doesn't know what they're doing with the story. And that was the downfall. This movie doesn't fit anywhere. Uh, she's right. Uh, also, uh, Mexican Otaku in chat says, I thought the lasso also made people tell the truth. Apparently, she can also use it to catch clouds and lightning. I'm going to say with DC and Marvel too, the, the comics often just whatever they needed to happen would happen. So it wouldn't surprise me if the lasso of truth does in fact do that shit it's possible i'm not like one-to-one with wonder woman i'm not gonna say i've read all her comics or anything i definitely haven't but like oh her catching lightning and clouds with the lasso just makes me think she should have fought zeus in it she straight up learns to fly yeah. in the movie yeah that's like <laughs> i mean she does fly in the comic books so oh okay something that really bothers me it's just a writing thing and i don't care if it spoils anything because it's a bad movie um <laughs> they do have the invisible jet that she is well known for right yes right the way that she makes the jet invisible because she has her boyfriend that comes back from the past who's in a different body. Whatever, yeah. They really phone it in. It sucks. Yeah. Um, so they're flying in the jet and she's like, they're like trying to get away because of GPS and stuff on the jet. And like, how do they find it? She's like, wait, this one thing that my father told me once and starts like rubbing her hands together. I once turned a coffee cup invisible. Like maybe I can do it with this jet. And he's like, <laughs> what? What happened to the coffee cup? I don't know. I lost it. And then she turns the jet invisible. Never comes up again. Why can't she just have an invisible jet? Right. <laughs> like, she has a lasso of truth. Why is the invisible jet something that has to be explained? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, wait, wait. She grabbed the fr- from a museum? Oh, right. The jet was also at a museum, fully fueled, and had been worked on <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it just there? I feel like with, like, the invisible mug thing, that would have actually worked if, like, she was just talking to somebody, and, like, they go to put their cup down, and their cup just, like, falls over because it hits the invisible cup on accident. Right, like there's so many other ways they could have set this up. Yeah, but they literally set it up during the scene and then never bring it up. Why can't she, I just like I don't? 
it's something Rocky said on our Ghostbusters, but I don't know why Hollywood feels like it has to explain everything. Why can't there just be invisible jets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because there is honestly a part that she, like, has this big giant gold suit of armor, and her boyfriend finds it. He's like, what's this? He's like, oh, it's just a suit of armor that makes me super powerful in case I ever lose my powers. And it's just shrugged <laughs> off, and then later she wears it. Like, they could have done the same fucking thing with the invisible jet. Also, why can't she... Why is it weird she has the super armor? Like, why is why is that being questioned? She's an Amazonian tribe. Right, it's the part to where she specifically mentions if she ever loses her powers. Because that's, that's literally what happens later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this um, movie sounds terrible. It I, wasn't good, man. I wasn't even going to watch the first Wonder Woman, but I'm definitely not going to watch this one. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was not pleased with it. Um, I, I am hesitant. I'm, I was, oh my god, I want to say this. I was already hesitant on Zack Snyder's Justice League before our thing. I am super hesitant that it's going to do anything worthwhile at all. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I've been watching, guys. I think there's probably other stuff, but I can't recall. Oh, actually, there is another thing that Liz right. showed me. Um, what is it called? The Strange Strangers Strange Stranger Staged. It's called Staged. <laughs> Starring David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Hmm. Um, Stagged. No, staged. That's what Kyrie wrote. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> not <to write> it. <laughs> uh, staged. Yeah, it is uh, David Tennant and Michael Sheen. And it's literally just they had the idea to make a show while they were in lockdown. And the show is literally them in lockdown and rehearsing a play. Okay. And, like it's scripted and like their wives play their wives and people play who they are and stuff like that. But they're like character caricatures of what their actual personality is and it's just really fun and it's just them talking on skype basically uh it's a super fun silly show season two just came out on bbc one i think nice yeah uh i i actually do highly recommend it it's very very funny i would say it takes till episode two to really start rolling okay i mean to be fair me and e watch animes and there are certain animes that like no once you get to season four it gets really good (laughs) i mean like someone was trying to get me to watch One Piece, and they were telling me stuff like that. Like, oh, go yeah, fuck up, doc. Because <laughs> I told him like, like I like I've heard it's good. I'd be interested to start it, but it's a thousand episodes. No, no. If you get rid of the filler, it's nine hundred. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. We, we did ask Google one day how many episodes are filler, and ninety episodes are filler of One Piece. So, yeah. I mean, there you go. Yes. You can skip quite a bit of episodes. <laughs> I mean, Drez hates this, but like, I literally watch anime that's just. Random. It's only filler. children doing yeah. Oops, all stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that'd be nice for like whenever I'm doing something like tearing apart my computer, or like if I ever get back into drawing. Because I was saying earlier today, like I should probably get back into doing drawing. Mexican <laughs> Otaku says at this point, don't start One Piece. It's not worth it. Yeah. Like, and that care. was the thing. Yeah, because I uh, there's a guy I used to work with. He's actually the guy who got me to uh, download Summoner's War on my phone. But he um he's super into one piece and that's why i told him i was like i like uh like it sounds interesting but it's there's too much to get into it right now so i feel like i'm just too late to the party with that and like that's what he tried doing he's like no no, no it gets really good trust me <laughs> i'm gonna say since you do just have time where you could just put it on while you work one piece probably would be something that could fit that easily maybe like uh and aren't the episodes only like 20 minutes or something yeah, they're yeah. episodes. But like, <laughs> here's the thing: are they like talking a different thing for you and me? If they're talking head episodes, then sure. But I'm sure things happen in there where I need to be watching the screen. Like most of the stuff that I watch at work or listen to at work, it's stuff like if I put my phone into my pocket and just listen to it, it's the same as if I'm watching it. 
Fair. It, it's how I've gotten like 200 and some episodes into Critical Role. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Um, well, Sam, since you're here and on the line and doing a little bit of the mm-hmm. yawn yawn, um, yep, yep, yep. What, uh, what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? What's up in your life? Oh, I've been watching lots of things and playing lots of things. Cool, cool. Let's on see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. What did I watch? I watched The Queen's Gambit, which was I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't care That's about, about chess, chess, right? But I, no, no, no. Wait, it's what? about a girl addicted to drugs, and sometimes there's chess. So <laughs> well, she's chess. very good at chess, but she's also addicted to drugs. Um, so, let, let's, let's kill this right now. On the ratio of drugs to chess, how much is there of each? I don't know, about half and half. So, I'm not going to say it's about chess. about chess, cool. <laughs> there's lots of chess, but there's also lots of drugs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I drugs and chess go hand in hand. <laughs> it's just a really good show. It's a really good show. I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't know if it's for everybody, but like, go watch it. Give it a try. So I actually have a question want. on that. Okay. Um, is it kind of just like a character piece, like a character study on this one person? Is it based on a real life? Like, what's the deal? Um. It's not based on real life. I'm pretty sure okay. it's not. Um, I think, yeah, it's just, it pretty much just follows her. Um, base, oh, I don't know. Can I like spoil a little few things? Let's say you can spoil the first two episodes. Okay. So basically she's, um, she's an orphan and she lives in this orphanage. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember what year it is. Let me see. Um, <laughs> let me see. Kyrie in chat says sixties, isn't it? Yeah, sixties. Um, yeah, it's in the sixties. She's in this orphanage. Um, she basically uh, learns how to play chess from the janitor. <laughs> and she turns out to just be really good at it. But also, uh, I don't know if I want to spoil much, but, so but also. Saying, Sam, she is an orphan who's also a chess prodigy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does the moon talk to her? Yes. Dope. God damn it! I just fucking made the correlation. <laughs> so, because only us have context, we're there's some comparisons to make with the movie we watched for this week. Which was August Rush. Right. That episode will be up in a few weeks. We recorded that one today. Uh, I think a very funny episode. Very hostile. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to hold my tongue for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, Um, Jelly... uh, Yeah, Jelly asked what made her start drug. So, um, in the orphanage, they give the children um, (laughs) medicine... And one of them happens to be like a, a, I guess, like a tranquilizer 
sort of thing. I was yeah, actually about to make like, the joke, like, did they give the kids ketamine to shut them up? Uh, yeah, they give them, give them drugs. And later on, after she gets addicted, um, apparently the government was like, no, we can't give kids these drugs anymore, because it's fucking tranquilizers. Wow. <laughs> 60s were a different time. <laughs> yeah, but she's already addicted, so, um. But it it goes into a lot of that, and a lot of like compet like chess competitions. She gets adopted, uh, spoilers, whatever. <laughs> and her uh, mother, new mother, is a an alcoholic. So, um, or drug addiction. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot. Of, it, it it deals with a lot of addiction and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Okay. And I really it... like the actress because it's the girl that plays the witch and she's really pretty and has really cool fashion. In the witch? Yeah, in the Vivitch. Oh, like the daughter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, okay, so I have another question. Is it a, just a one-off series or is there going to be a season two? No, I think it's just going to be a one-off. I, I, I would imagine that it would be because I don't see it really that'd be great know, it might go places but okay i cool. think it might just be a one-off but i think knows? i would be never know. to watch it if it's just a one-off compared to like here's just an entire series of this yeah. drug addicted chess player i'm of the opinion we need more <laughs> one-off series i think we're getting too too much into capitalism where you need fr- everything to be a franchise yeah yeah i think you would love television than e they mostly have one-offs. I can't understand them half the time. <laughs> I'm joking. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> he would like. He would like what television? Sorry, like. Uh, when British. When said British. <laughs> good old Queen's um, Telly. Other than that, let's see. There's this um, a Korean series on. Netflix called Sweet Home. It's like a horror series and it's actually really cool. Um, I'll just read the synopsis here for you. Um, okay. I think it's based on off of a thing, but it says, as humans turn into savage monsters, one troubled teenager and his neighbors fight to survive and to hold on to their humanity. So there's a lot of really, really cool uh, like monster things in it, like horror monster stuff in it um i haven't watched the whole thing yet but i think it's um interesting i haven't seen a whole lot of people talk about it i like the sound of that is it like a apocalypse kind of thing yeah it's like a it is like an apocalypse thing Ooh, Um, Hmm. i'm i'm interested what was it called again home sweet home it's just called sweet home and apparently it's based on the line webtoon of the same name by mm-hmm. by Kim Ken Bai. Oh yeah, and Mexican Otaku says names, uh, I can't. Yeah. One, oh, that's another thing. Uh, I finished uh, I fu- like it took me a whole 20 minutes to do it, but I did finish um, the first season at least of the Yashibai. That one I showed you, it's like a bunch of uh, small horror shorts from Japan that are four oh, minutes yeah, long yeah. piece. Yeah. That it's really interesting how they went along with that. So worth watching all the way through. I think so. 
Okay. Like, yeah, an entire season of that is like a little bit longer than an hour, maybe. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> but this one is Sweet Home, Sam, right? Yeah, Sweet Home. Um, it's pretty cool. You said it's on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Does it actually show creatures? Yeah, it shows, it shows creatures. It shows gore. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Two signs of a good thing. Features and gore. Wait, Sam, how many boobs? It is. Boobs? I don't know if I've seen any boobs. Yes. Ooh, losing me a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> really? <There he> is. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's boobs eventually, but... <laughs> Um. Uh-huh. Cool. Watch anything else? Um. Yeah, like I said in the episode that we just did, I watched a documentary on the manager of, uh, uh, uh like the boy boy bands Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Right. Um, I want you to go more into that because that was interesting. We didn't put that in that episode because it would have just been cut out because it didn't <laughs> include any involve anything. Honestly, you already determined that before you even touched the editing. Yeah, I I, I decided it was going to be cut while we're doing it. But um, I do want to hear um, more about that. So it's a documentary about Lou Pearlman, and he's just like a really sketchy character, um, a liar. Um, he cheated, cheated these bands out of shit. Um, some people said he was a sexual predator, not a not a pedo, but perhaps a sexual predator. Um, but some of them the say that they had. Yeah, um, yeah. And some people said, like, Aaron Carter is in this documentary, and, like, okay, first of all, Aaron Carter hasn't aged well. I think he's, like, <laughs> been on drugs, a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, Aaron Carter came out of the blue? You don't know who Aaron Carter is? No. That's, uh, I know him from uh, <laughs> Lemon Demon's song, and that's it. From oh. the Ultimate Showdown. That's the only thing I know. He's What's Nick his... Nick Carter's, Nick Carter's younger, brother. younger brother from the Backstreet Boys. No and help. I had two of yeah. his albums uh, as a youngling, and I brought in one of the New Year's by singing one of his songs, I think about some sort of little girl with one of my old childhood <laughs> friends. Very embarrassing. My dad walked in. He was very confused and angry. <laughs> Okay. It help you, but good, good mental image. You yeah, know? thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but all right. Most of you anyway, know he was um, like, yeah, he was basically a Disney star back in the day. Okay, yeah, that's Einstein. Um, yeah, he he, he hasn't aged while well. he. <laughs> I think he was actually. They called the nineties. Because um, Dan Otaku says. He has n- aged just not like wine, more, more like, like old cheese. Yeah, <laughs> that's not great. Yeah, <laughs> it does put into but, good perspective, though. Um, but basically, like this docu- documentary was on uh, YouTube. I found it on. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's Lou Perlman, fucking, basically talking about this Ponzi scheme. He was running, which was just, um, you know, the star of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC's career was like due to this guy. And he used them and he scanned them out of a whole bunch of money. And uh, he did go to jail. And I believe he died in jail. 
Um, oh. I believe the title is The Boy Band Con, The Lou Pearlman Story. Yeah, that. There you go. It looks um, like you can watch it on YouTube for free because it used to be a YouTube original film. So hmm. yeah, that's where I found it on. So I didn't know if it was if it originated from there. But anyway, it's pretty interesting because like when I was ten years old, of course I liked these bands, and I had I don't I had no idea about any of the <laughs> things that were going on. And, no, like, yeah, how would you? I don't think anybody really did until like this came out anyway but um yeah i don't know it's interesting uh to watch so he would uh lou perlman was definitely a bad bad guy a liar uh schemer (laughs) yeah just all the bad things midnight joker um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I hear, like a lot of music managers and a lot of music producers are not good people, like at all. Mm-hmm. So he he managed InSync and Backstreet Boys. You were saying, right? Yeah. So yeah. he one hundred percent just created the war between them and got more sales on both sides. Uh, pretty much. Yeah, and actually, some of the member, like some of the members of the bands, actually are in the documentary and they talk about it oh um yeah um so but they did actually mention like yeah uh we felt like there was a war between the bands because of this and yeah even though it was the same manager so that is so crazy yeah or producer i don't fucking really know um yeah so, huh. as a younger brother who was at once upon a time forced to go to an NSYNC concert, mm-hmm. uh, I am interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um. Cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, I said the title there earlier, so if anybody's interested, go and check that out. Um let me see if I can pull it up again because I actually don't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boy band con, the Lou Pearlman yeah. story. It's on YouTube yeah. for free. Not even having to pirate it. Check that out. That sounds very interesting. I'm gonna check that out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be down for that. Well, between that and like, you hear about all these corporations and like how basically just like a small handful of people are holding all the money for what is basically <clears throat> jobs for thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I don't know why it made me think of this, but like, it's one of those things that like some people are supporting him. Some people are pissed off about it. I guess uh, there's actually an audio that came out recently of Tom Cruise whenever mm. they're doing the latest mission Impossible movie, where he was uh, just like screaming his head off at two employees that eventually got fired because they weren't <laughs> social distancing while they're um, working on a laptop together for the movie. Yeah. I th- it's, it's a two prong situation. It like, is. He like, did the right thing, but he did it in the wrong way. Right. I think yeah. that's exactly it's <laughs> it's almost like watching somebody like discipline their child and you know the child did wrong so they need to be disciplined but then you watch that a uh, parent smack him in the face and you're like, you have to go back and like whoa 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 <laughs> like that's kind of how I feel about it. like I get where he's coming from but he goes a little bit overboard like yeah man I know it's really fucked up that he just took a bite of cheese and put it back on the counter but like don't fucking hit him just yell at the kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's 
Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that situation is very weird. Uh, is. I think also another thing that uh, probably isn't our business to to talk about, but I think it would be. Uh, I think it's something that you can't quite ignore. Uh, the situation in the United States currently. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. this week's been weird. Weird is a very gentle way to put it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so there was essentially for people who somehow do not know, well, people could be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was basically a whole coup that was put onto, um, the Capitol Capitol building in the United States here. Uh, it was a bunch of Trump supporters and MAGA and all that good stuff who gathered outside of the Capitol whenever, uh, the, the votes were going to be officiated for, uh, president biden yeah for the electoral college yes and which is essentially just a thing of saying yep this is gonna happen all right see you guys later and just a giant crowd outside of the capitol building and they uh were essentially let in honestly from what all the videos Mm -hmm. show the police really let them in and um from what the current count is there were five deaths because of that um (laughs) Which is nothing, really, when you think about the other riots and not even riots, the the protests, which were mostly peaceful during the summer, um, last summer, and just the difference between the force used there and the force used here. Right. And Mm -hmm. the very obvious difference that you can see in the people that are doing the the gathering. Yeah, apparently there was like legitimately a standoff wherever they were just like both pointing guns at each other through a doorway. Yeah. To have, or, yeah, throughout all this, and there was legitimate looting. Like, there's people who like stole shit from the Capitol building and took it with them. Someone yeah, stole, I said Capitol building weird. Someone <laughs> stole mail. Someone stole a podium. Yeah, yeah. The guy who stole mm-hmm. a podium is arrested. The guy yep. who had his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk, he's also been arrested. arrested? I think there's only 90 arrests of the hundreds or whatever people that were there. Right. Um, but I believe like. Most of the people that were like actually inside of the building that didn't have like a mask on or anything and had their pictures taken, a lot of those people have been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking Which, good. At least, at least that. At, at the very <laughs> fucking least, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Like I said, there were five. There were five reported deaths. One, a woman was shot. Um, because she was aggressive towards the police officers. Um, three people died of quote-unquote natural causes. Um, heart attacks is what uh, has been said. And then one was they uh, bashed a police officer's head in with a fire extinguisher. Which, if you don't so, um, see the fucking irony in people yeah. carrying blue thin line flags and killing a police officer, then what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. I mean, the thing about that, too, is a lot of people kept on saying this is Antifa and they were uh, are hiding yeah. Trump God, supporters. Fucking, and they tried the to blame Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, was congressmen who were trying to blame Antifa for this. Such bullshit. Yeah. Like the biggest there were two main evidence that they said one was they did a reverse image search and one of them sourced to an Antifa website. But people didn't actually fucking click the link, which showed that this was like, hey, these are two known Nazis. Be careful if you see them. 
The other was like the guy who got in the big old getup with the horns and yeah. war paint. The one they that everyone's like, calling mm-hmm. Man Bear Pig now? Probably. I don't fucking <laughs> like they were like, this guy has been seen at Black Lives Matter protest. With also again coincidentally leaving out that he goes there to chastise those people and goes there with QAnon like to counter yeah. protest. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just um Mexican Otaku says there's going to be another COVID search from this. There absolutely is going to be. Yeah. But the thing that I think is one of the more terrifying things to think about in this situation is that, um, well, I guess first we should say one of the greatest things that have come out of this, but fucking far too late is that Trump finally had his Twitter account taken away. Right. Far, mm-hmm. far, like permanently. I do agree. It was far, far too late. I think the funny thing about it is he actually came, he came through and it was very much, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm sorry. You caught me doing this kind of, uh, yeah. statement. <laughs> like that's oh what my it felt God. like. Yeah, the it felt statement like- that he made after Biden, um, basically just told him to stop being a bitch and fucking I don't even think it's because of Biden. would be a president for once. Yeah. No, uh, but, but the same he whole made, speech like- was, he was putting fuel on the fire. That's the old, that's all he was doing. I mean, yeah, because it wasn't an actual it, apology or telling people to stand down. He's like, "Hey, maybe stop." But you're very special and you're doing the right thing. But maybe don't do this right special. now. Honestly, I have my own theories. I think it's because they took away his Facebook and Twitter is the reason why he went up there and said that. They no, took- no, they they did that. After. No, this was before that. Yeah, oh, this, before they took this it? was before that. Okay. But the thing is, he got his Facebook and Twitter taken down because he was inciting violence. Yeah, well, I mm-hmm. think during the whole thing, he was inciting him and telling him that they were doing a good job, and that's whenever yeah. Twitter started taking away his tweets. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't. It was quite a bit later, and it was coincidentally after they formally said, "Yes, it's Biden." Yeah, that they took away mm-hmm. everything basically from him. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Again. But way too fucking late. Right. The thing. Yeah, and all of his, great. all Go of ahead, his then. cronies have been jumping ship, and Trump turned against Pence because Pence didn't want to fucking. Break the goddamn constitution. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just so fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> the, the my is... brain cannot wrap around how stupid like everything fucking is around his whole term. I just yeah. The, the the things that are scary though is that it took Biden being finally saying like yes he is going to be president for everybody to finally act. That's the scary part. Yeah. Is nobody was willing to stand up to him just because of the office that he carried. But what's great now is that he is going to have um less of a podium to spout his horrible bullshit. Everything yeah. every single account that he has him personally every single thing taken away he cannot post anything he's been literally just completely banned permanently from so many things things that you wouldn't even think yep. about but just completely banned from to the point to where he said he was going to go to parlor uh which is a pretty well-known right-wing uh, extremist page where proud boys and stuff like that hang out he said he was going to yeah. go there and then apple and google said actually uh we're just no, taking you off our we're, stores we're taking that off actually nobody can get that anymore um <laughs> we're not going to support that and so, like, the thing that is scary about this is I don't think a lot of people realize that a lot of Republicans really did crowd around Trump in a way that was horrifying 
and they used him yeah. to promote messages and to get things that they wanted. But in a way to where the Amer- there, there are some people in America that are just stupid and they don't know what's happening. And there are some people who are actively horribly horrible people and they're using it as an excuse to be horrible. Either he, way. His whole term just emboldened them and made it less shameful for them to come out and be fucking horrible people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he basically came out and said it, it's okay to publicly be this shitty and people jumped on it right away. Right. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. This call it what it is, a domestic terror attack. It's really literally what happened. It's yeah. literally what it, happened, what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it has two ways it goes. This is the last thing and people will start to be stamped out and this will not be behavior that's accepted anymore. Or two, there's not going to be enough power to stamp them out or enough ways to stamp them out. And this causes another sect to come up, which I think is the thing that I've been most afraid of the whole time is that it doesn't matter that Trump is in office. He has his supporters. Now he has this whole thing, this whole agenda to where he has people that will follow him to the fucking ends of the earth because he has just created such a power vacuum around himself. And there are politicians who even now are still going to follow him and do whatever needs to be done. So I see two things happening. I see, Either the Republican Party, as we knew it, which wasn't great in the first place, let's be honest, um, either being abolished or the Republican Party changing everything around to be what Trump created it to be in his term. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, I think you're going to see the MAGA people and everything like that form a new following, basically, I think. Um, and it's going to be a whole new thing that doesn't stop. And MAGA is just going to be a thing that's chanted forever and ever. Um, because it can't actually just be stamped out. Um, it's gonna <laughs> create. It, it's like a weird new wave of confederacy. It it, it is that it is that. It, yeah, um, but like you're going to see that these people are going to follow him to the ends of the earth. So much so to where Trump had been working through his presidency, he had his own like little news station that he did, which is fucking propaganda for him. I can see him putting a lot of money into that and bolstering up that news cycle for himself and creating a new news station or a new social media site that proudly accepts that kind of stuff. And I could see this being a problem from now on. I can, I I think Trump has placed himself in enough power with enough stupid people or enough clueless people or enough angry people or hateful people that I think this is just going to be an issue from now on. And I hope it's the former to where it's not that. That's what I hope. I I hope it can be stamped out, but I don't, I don't have enough faith in the, people. I think. Yeah, the cynical side tells you that it's going to be the former or the, the latter. The latter, yeah, yeah the latter. Yeah, um, I, I do kind of agree with. Like I said, it feels like a weird like people who are like very pro Confederate and like people who are hateful and everything are the ones who followed him because like it's one thing that he said is that he wasn't racist. You know, he was the least racist guy in the room. Yeah. Really <laughs> oh my fucking god! But like people <laughs> like um. I think his name, like the grandmaster of the Ku Klux Klan talked about how he was propagating white power and stuff like that. So it's like, he says that he's the least racist person in the room, but he was never saying that to any of the white supremacists that were following him because he knew that they were following him. Exactly. Kind of thing. And so like you said, they're going to follow him. And like a lot of people who follow Trump, they say like they're pro America or they're pro Republican, but they were never like this with the Bush administration or even the Reagan administration, which if I remember correctly, the Reagan administration was the first one or was the last uh, Republican uh, nominee that actually won the popular vote other than that like the george bushes and everything like everything past 1985 
was they are ended up winning are winning because of electoral college not because of the the popular vote yeah like it's it's impossible not to look at what's happening and just see awful people right that's the that's the sad part but the part that sucks is that it's not even just awful people it's 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 your neighbors it's people you know it's people you talk to everyday people it's into it as well yeah it's people who who are probably awful to begin with, but now they feel like it's publicly acceptable to be. I wouldn't even say that. Well, like the, I think the scariest part is the people who are the quote unquote centrists. Cause I see a lot of people who are like, they stand by Trump because they hate cancel culture. Right. Or mm-hmm. things similarly like, and it was something another person put is like, there's this, like even just simple things like, stuff like people who kind of are on the bridge of 4chan or like a big one is honestly like just angry gamers. Cause there are a lot of just people who, who are just don't like are frustrated with their life, but don't know what to target that frustration to. And they get this sort of out. Like they're told it's not your fault. It's black people's fault. It's Mexicans. It's women. Like shit like that is what scares me is like the quote unquote centrist who can take that idea and use it. And like, they don't believe they're racist because they think they have the cause. That's the actual cause. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the scariest part is the people who get dragged into it who wouldn't. Yeah. Because of fear of something else, fear of you might be the reason that you're so frustrated with life, fear of the, liberals owning everything fear of a quote-unquote cancel culture yeah just having something to point the finger at instead of themselves or what they've done right i mean to be fair like throughout history that's where a large majority if not all hate groups kind of come from is people who are pissed off and they need something to point that anger towards and there's somebody that uh, went up and said hey it's their fault yeah i think like that's why the jews were Mm -hmm. persecuted because they were given they were told that's the reason yeah, yeah. Because uh, after uh, World War, go on. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like these people have been fed propaganda and lies for so long. It, they don't. They're not actually angry about anything realistic. It's fucking conspiracy shit that Trump has fucking um, spread himself, and you know it's. <laughs> they're not even angry about anything fucking real or solid. It's fucking lies and bullshit. Right, that's and they the think problem. like um they think uh socialism means fucking uh communism <laughs> it's all gonna be a dictatorship, even though Trump really really wants it to be a dictatorship. But um yeah, they have like these weird fears because like Fox News tells them this shit or fucking conspiracy theory sites tell them this shit so it's (laughs) yeah it's it's people that have just been on on sidelines not having an opinion or a point of view and the people that are willing to embrace them and embrace that they're angry are the people like are, are like the trumps and saying like like he was saying like hey no you're you're not wrong here it's not your fault that you're so angry it's Antifa's fault, or it's yeah. this, or it's 
that. Like they, it's finding a place for them to be able to point the finger, and then people can say, <laughs> "Oh, okay, I'm not the bad guy. I can join in with you guys and be the good guys." Yeah. It's, yeah. It's again, like, and it's the really sad part that they think that they are the good guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what they say is that like most people are most bad people think that they are the hero of their own story. So. Well, it's just kind of, it's one of the scary parts about the internet is like it lets these thoughts and ideas breed. It's why things like mm-hmm. incels get so prominent on the internet where they just hate yeah. women because they feel like they're des- they deserve something that, quite frankly, they don't yeah. because yeah. you take yeah. to the tango, essentially. Like, right, right. Yeah, it's fucking, it's awful. It's horrifying. Um, and I think a lot of people are hopeful and I'm hopeful too, that this is the last we have to hear from Trump, but I just don't think that's reality. I think that he's gained a following to where we're going to be hearing about him for a very long time and from his children for a long time in a way that I am despondent (laughs) to be, to be quite honest. Um, But let's stop being sad and talking about the state of our existence. I mean, I guess on a lighter note of something like that, speaking of incels, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back to anime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so alone. Um, no, um, out of all people, like they decided to deal with their bullying problem by banning the word "simp" and "incel." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though those people who go on there and like yell out racial slurs all the time. Right. Well, to be fair, um, I would say that a lot of people who are agitated by the term "simp" and "incel." are probably a very large majority of people that use the platform. Yeah. yeah. And well, that's what it is, is like some people probably did deserve that. Like I remember seeing a clip of it one time, like somebody made a meme out of it. They took um that one scene from Blade Runner uh, 2049. Remember he's like on the oh, computer and that. talking to that or talking to that woman and asking her like, Hey, like, is this a real memory or is this something that was made up? And she tells him like, Oh, it was, it was a real memory like that. Or that scene from the movie, mm-hmm. uh, they took that scene and they are uh, added it onto a, a Twitch clip. And so like, whenever he's like typing into the computer, uh, it shows uh, the thing coming up on the screen. And like someone sent this uh, one stream, like $600 and said, will you please be my girlfriend? And the entire chat room just started calling him a simp over and over again. And this happened during a time whenever like someone walked in her room and threw like a water balloon at her or something. And so she ran out of the room and like, while she's not in the room, a $600 sub pops up and says, will you please be my girlfriend? So not only did she not even see it, everyone's still making fun of him about it. And so it just ends with, um, Brian Gosling just yelling, God damn it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Fucking Twitch is a yeah. mistake. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, I found some pretty cool things on Twitch, but I usually don't, hang around those live chats right right i was in a more uh positive twitch thing that happened um they actually have decided that they are going to remove an emote due to the association with the person one of the most famous emotes the pog champ okay so yeah i've seen like a bunch of people talking about uh i don't I, i don't know anything about this so i really hope this isn't offensive um but poggers face and stuff like that right what is it? It's just used to show excitement, basically. Yeah. Like, <gasps> okay. So that's what Pog and PogChamp is for. And the guy behind it is basically spouts a bunch of conspiracy theories. And the inciting <laughs> moment was because he was talking about DC and like talking about taking back the vote and all that. 
and oh they're like, God. "All right, we're not we're not hosting this guy anymore." Wow! So they finally removed him, and yep. it was that emote. Yeah, this that's the Pog Champ. I've never even seen it. Um, it's a Twitch thing. <laughs> yeah, it's again, yeah. it's used to show hype, basically. But um, and yeah, they decided to remove it. They're gonna replace it with a different person just excited person yeah. yeah i mean they could take any other big streamer and like have them with his mouth open with a yeah. <gasps> look yeah. and replace well, it ba- honestly like every streamer basically has their own version of the pog champ right so who knows what to replace it with um one idea i kind of liked was like it just storing a database of a bunch of twitch streamers pog champs and will randomly do it i think that's a really interesting way that actually kind of reads the community quote-unquote that twitch is supposed to be about actually yeah i think that would be really fun and then if like you scroll over it says like their name or whatever that would be really fun actually yeah and that would possibly uh show like new channels and stuff even well yeah so yeah twitch did that and a bunch of people are upset because they uh, well it's really boils down to the cancel culture quote-unquote thing some people are like pogchamp kind of transcends the person which is kind of true but that you can still Again, like the meaning of the emote can be anyone, so right, it yeah. doesn't have to be him. Yeah, it could be a fucking cartoon face. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be that person. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that you were here to explain that because me, as Mister Old, who doesn't use Twitch, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I barely use Twitch myself. Like, yeah, yeah. I think if anyone uses Twitch the most, it's probably me. Oh yeah, yeah that's for sure. You. <laughs> I, I I literally <laughs> use it basically to mod one of my friends chats yeah <laughs> i mean that's how it started for me is because i have friends who stream and like back before i started working nights like i would go to their chat rooms and like i'm actually a mod for like three different channels that i've done like jack shit as a mod for so that's how it starts first you start modding it for a friend and then you're modding a couple different channels yeah next thing you know you're doing horse tranquilizers and playing chess it's just it's the line yeah, of just how it goes. <laughs> Um, I mean, that doesn't surprise me with like the whole, you know, <laughs> tranquilizers to orphans to calm them down. But I, I would not doubt if that actually happened. Well, the thing about that, though, is you, if you remember, like back in the 90s, like they were putting a bunch of kids on Ritalin to try to calm them down. <laughs> yeah. And now we have a meth problem in America. Hmm, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, E, bring us back around. Have you been watching anything? Yeah. So just a quick thing for watching, because you covered Soul, which was the main thing. Um. Mm-hmm. You tried to show me Black Mirror. Right. We watched about 20 minutes of that. Yeah. Of the second episode. I was very much not very into that. Yeah. <laughs> you really? the first. That's what everyone says. So, but yeah. So it's the uh, one where like you exercise to get points and it probably powers the yeah. city or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just like some of it's probably just because I've seen stuff like that before. It's not like a new novel idea to me well it's, it's not so much of like new novel idea it, think of it as twilight zone but the message of every episode is technology bad i get that but like the thing about twilight zone is it's way faster <laughs> it is fast yeah that's true like I, I don't think we got into like halfway through the first act of that episode we actually just got done with the first act of okay that so we just finished the first act but man it was just not <laughs> anything really i think it is one of those things a twilight zone kind of way too of like there are different episodes that are done very differently yeah like there's an entire episode that's like almost no dialogue black and white and it's just robots chasing this girl and like people really love that episode i personally didn't like it but like i think it's very artistic and there's like that's the thing there are a lot of like really artistic episodes mixed with like just fun stuff so i don't 
Like, I'm not one of those people that are like, Black Mirror's amazing, but I think there are some near-perfect episodes of Black Mirror. No, like, I bet I would love some episodes of it. I just, like, that That did not sell me. Right. And I maybe think... if I try, and, I mean, you'll probably show me a different episode if you yeah, try yeah, again. Yeah. Well, yeah. funny thing about that episode is uh, I was actually shown that episode because I, uh, it's, I think it'd be a pretty decent idea to, like, open up a gym and actually have some exercise bikes that are hooked up to the are hooked up to the grid and like tell people if you clock in a certain amount of kilowatt hours and you can get a free membership there. I think that's illegal. That would be illegal. But also <laughs> I'm for it. I'm all for it. Yeah. My idea more so I think would be great for a gym because there's like Planet Fitness or whatever where they just give you fucking pizza and bagels all the time. Is like they have a cafeteria or like their spa area or whatever, but maybe make that pay separately. But like if you work out enough and you get enough points on certain machines, then you can get those parts for free or something. I think that would be fine for a gym. I think that's totally. Yeah, that I, might I, I feel like the same idea as mine. It's just like, because like. Except you're not literally powering the building. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. So that was the one thing we haven't covered that I watched. Again, I've watched the couple episodes of Letter Kenny. Was not. <laughs> not your thing. Not no. your thing. <laughs> uh. Gaming, though, that that's more my expertise. Yeah, uh, what you been doing there? I played a puzzle game called Super Liminal. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, is that amazing. Yeah, that game seems crazy on so many different levels. Yeah, so like the just like the elevator pitch of it, perspective matters. Hmm. It's a puzzle game entirely about perspective. So if you are holding I an object... I, um, I think I watched a... a, a trailer or whatever the fuck you call it for video games for that like a few days trailer (laughs) uh yeah so like the biggest thing is like so like if you're holding an object and then you look around the room so like if you look at a corner that object will be like how it looks basically so it'll look like it's a it's in that corner and then will fall and the object is now the size of if it fell from where you looked it's really cool yeah so like i've um i've I started playing a Fisherman's Tale last night, which is a VR game, and it's sort of, sort of similar to that. Yeah. Um, but that Super Liminal actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It was my second favorite game that came out last year. Yeah, I, uh, I do want to check it out. That that I want to check out, and then uh, there is no game, right? Yeah. Which I saw uh, shown off on Giant Bomb, and I really, really want to play that now. Um, it's five dollars on phones and thirteen on Steam. I think it is. Probably. Um, I think I'm gonna get it on phone because it just seems like it'll work really well there. Um, yeah. I have some games. <laughs> What's your turn now? Aww. And uh, I have some games too. What's your turn too? It's his turn. It's fine. Uh, so, and then there was another game that I played, and I quite frankly got hyper fixated on it for a while. Oh, Mori. It is a game that I kickstarted six-ish years ago, and it just came out on Christmas th- last year. Oh my gosh! That was easily my favorite game that came out last year. Really? And it was in the last week. It That's is insane. like elevator pitch, I guess. Again, um, it is basically like a mature Earthbound, like with more mature themes. I can dig that. Yeah, and the general idea is there's you play through three days, each with two acts, essentially. The first act is as a child, and the second act is in the present time. Okay. Ooh, okay. I I think you might dig it, but I think you would hate the gameplay. Right, I don't like it. Because it is a turn-based... Stuff. 
I think there's a lot of like little nuances that are interesting. Like um, there is a tag team system where if you're attacking and you have enough MP, basically, you can do a tag team move with one of your partners, depending on if you mm-hmm. hit like you're you have four characters right. each in a corner. So you'll point the direction of the partner you want to do a tag team move <laughs> with. And then it does a little quick tag team move and it like there's a bunch of different variations depending on which character you are like. <laughs> and they also level up when you level up certain things, which is really interesting. So like huh. my favorite is your character Omori and Kel, who's like kind of a sporty kind of kid. <laughs> At the first level, if you tag Kel with Omori, he'll kick a ball and it will hit your character in the head and you just take a damage. <laughs> cool. But when you level that up, the next one will be your character actually kicks it and he'll be like, yeah. And then it levels up again and he actually could do like a really powerful move with it. Huh. It's just stuff like that. And then instead of like poison and stuff, it actually has a emotion system, which is kind of rock, paper, scissors with uh, happy, sad, and angry. Okay. But each one actually has like buffs and debuffs with it. So like you kind of have to think of like, is it worth doing being making my character sad where it reduces the damage I take, but I also lose MP. Oh. So it's interesting stuff like that. And like uh, angry is your attack goes up, but your defense also goes down. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. So I like that. Um, I don't think it plays as much into the normal, like care, like enemies that you fight, but like, it's really fun with bosses. Cause like, you're like, Ooh, if I make this boss angry, it will lower the defense, but I have to make sure my characters can take the hit. Take the hit. Yeah. And it's stuff like that that's really, really interesting. Hmm. Huh. Okay. And I just, I love the story of it. Um, I'm not going to really say it because I think, I really think you might enjoy it if you can get into it, Dre. Um, and so I put 26 hours into that game since it came out. Did you beat it? Yes. Oh. But. It has multiple endings. Oh, fucking course it does. Every yeah. fucking RP. God damn it. Well, like, <laughs> my thing is, again, like, I put 26 hours and I found five endings. Oh, okay. Like, for the most part, you actually can save in good spots to watch multiple endings. So, okay. like, my first run through, I saved and I got the good ending. So, I got to watch that. And the save was right before a choice where you can actually get the bad ending if you want. Oh, nice. And I had to backtrack a little bit but I had another save where I could get to the neutral ending. (laughs) And that actually has three variations that aren't quite endings, but kind of (laughs) count. The thing is though, there is one more ending I have to find, but you have to actually change how you play the game to get to it. So I would have to restart, but I really want to see it. I'm going to take a break because I don't need (laughs) to put another 26 hours, but man, I just love that game. And it was 100% the game of 2020 for me. Which is crazy, because if you asked me at the start of December, I would be like, no shit, it's going to be Animal Crossing, because I just love that series, and that, like, means a lot to me, and it's like, then out of nowhere, like, Chris came, bam, (laughs) fucking super liminal, fucking Omori, let's get that shit, (laughs) and, like, that just overthrew it for me, and man, what a rush playing those games, it was great. Cool. You had a really great December then. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but yes, was fun the entire time and very little bullshit for both games. Superlimla has one bullshit puzzle (laughs) and Omori, I ended up being overleveled, I think. (laughs) 
Nice. So cool. I'm I may I may check out Omori. I will definitely be playing Superliminal at some point because yeah. I just love puzzle games. So yeah. And Ooh. that's only like it took me two and a half hours and dry seeing me play video games in 3D. Right. So I'll do it in like 45 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I think you might get stuck on the bullshit puzzle. Maybe, but. yeah. Um cool. Anything else? Uh, not much other than just animating, but that's not a thing I watch. Yeah, well, yeah. I watch it every time I it's a verb. finish a second, but it's <laughs> what you do. Yeah. Um, cool. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and give Robbie his turn and then you can have your turn, Sam. Yeah, mine will okay. be quick. <laughs> Two minutes. <laughs> the first one is, um, during Christmas break, I actually met up with an old friend named Vando. Mm-hmm. Um, he got me to start playing Star Citizen. Which I've only played it like once, but Stop. don't do it. I thought that was the game that never came out. It's in it's been in alpha for like four years. Don't do it, Robbie. You don't have the money. Don't do it. <laughs> you don't Robbie, I'm you can't live here anymore. You can't live here again. Don't play that game. <laughs> but I need my two thousand dollar ships. No. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Real money that you can lose, by the way. Yeah. I mean to be fair, like I'm playing with him Something and he awful. has a bunch of ships. He has apparently he's running his own business off of that. Oh my god! So like, I haven't gotten like super far. Like illegal. (laughs) Um, Tell it to Eve online. Line. The laws have not caught up to video games in any way, shape, or form. That is fair. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like I I will say this about the game. Like besides the whole ships thing, it's super impressive the scale of everything that game is on. Like that game is massive and detailed in a way that I have never seen a game to be massive and detailed before. In what way? You As can see in, every freckle on the ship. Well, that. I, oh. So here's the thing about the ships. The ships every actually speck are of quite, dust. Every grain ships, of sand. In an entire galaxy, which can actually explore any planet on the entire galaxy freely. So it's like No Man's Skies, but more, and it actually looks prettier. And it's harder to run than Cyberpunk. So here's the thing, though. Everything I've heard about the game. Uh, the big things I'll say is that it's space truckers. Um, there's combat if you want. And also, you have to spend a lot of real world money to fucking do anything. I think it counts on what you want. If you want to do like the space trucker stuff, then yeah. But if you want to actually do some of the other stuff like bounty hunting and uh, contract tracing and stuff like that, that's I don't think you'd have to spend as much money as that. But but you have to spend some. You have well, to spend a video some. game. Yeah, you have to make some game. sort of income. What if you just bought the game? Man, that's what that's I did. not as lucrative. <laughs> no, it isn't. But the game's still in alpha, and they've made six hundred million dollars off of an unreleased game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I can make six hundred billion dollars off of an unreleased game, I probably. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a point, but no, like, uh, like I spent sixty dollars on the game. I got the basic ship. I'm totally having fun with just the basic ship, and it comes with the single player mode. All right, that's gonna be coming with it. Sure, well, in yeah. twelve years, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which that's even a joke amongst the community, but like just like because I was getting basically the tutorial with him and like him showing me everything around on the game. And like the game is massive. It seemed it, it is fun what I've played of it so far. But like it's just massive and like on a scale of like things that you can do and like every are all the places that you go to, like pretty much any map that you go to, ever like they built it out to be a map that you're supposed to explore, like it's a beginning area or something like that, is massive within itself. They actually have an entire planet that's a, a city that's partially artistically rendered, and the other part of its per are programmatically rendered no i don't think that's a word but yeah procedurally generated so, so how much would you say is procedural two 
<laughs> doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> probably like the non-main areas like it's a mix of them actually it's a it's a mix of like we want to have this as a base we want to have this here and this here and this here and things around it are procedurally generated so like going out into the wild and stuff like that would be procedurally generated but like there's actually like cities and mining colonies and everything else that you'd want to go to that like the they actually made for the game and like i said it's super detailed it's super it's a pretty game to look at uh there's a lot to do and like it's all just like there's no loading screens or anything. It's all just there kind of thing. So I'm going to tell you this, Robbie. Um, definitely the the video game people's opinion on this thing um, is that this is what PC Master Race people play to prove that they're better than everybody. That's just the general <laughs> consensus opinion online. And everybody who plays it gets super uppity about it and tries to defend the game till their death because they have to justify playing it. That's just the public opinion. I want <laughs> you to know that before know. you really get dragged into this and I start making fun of you in two weeks. And you could, but I'm <laughs> playing Cyberpunk more than I'm playing this. Robbie doesn't have time to actually that play is true. I don't have <laughs> I don't have time to actually play that much Star Citizen and spend thousands of dollars on it. Nor would I if I even could. Like I, I refuse to pay fifteen dollars a month to play War of the Warcraft. So yeah, fuck that the fact that I'm gonna like the fact that I spent fifty dollars on that game is that's probably all I'm gonna spend on that game. I refuse to do any like a month payments yeah. for video games because I'm like no because I won't play it some of these months. Exactly, you have to really dedicate time. Yeah, exactly. Like if I had like four or five hours a day kind of thing to like start to, like spend in World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen or something like that, I and to pay the subscription fee like to make it worth it, I, sure, but. I don't have the time to do that. I've never played one of those games longer than two days. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Like I tried, but I think the only reason why I would even play that game is because like I have people to play with. No, oh, yeah, that's usually that's, the, that's, that's pretty much the main that. reason why I would do that. But I would just, like I said, size, scale of it, it's impressive. That, that's mostly what I was going to say about Star Citizen. Okay. Uh, other than that, I gotta also since I oh, our Vando has uh, a uh, what the fuck are they called? PC. No, um, an Oculus Quest. Yes, oh, yeah. he has one of those headsets. Uh, I got to try Half Life Alex. Mm -hmm. That one is really fun too. Super impressive what they've done with that game. I've actually never seen fluid physics like I've seen in a game like that. And it's for like the most meaning, like because it's VR, like you know you play with random things in there. Sure. I picked up a bottle in there, and like the fluid moving around in the bottle was like a real fucking fluid, which was super impressive for any game, let alone a VR game. Right. I mean, if anyone's gonna push something, it's gonna be Valve. Yeah. Like, they pushed a lot of weird things in there, but it made it all feel more realistic, and like, I got lost in that game to where like, no, Vando told me to try it, so I tried it, and then I played it for like three hours, and I feel really bad about that because Jell was with me whenever we went there, and <laughs> cool. I, I realized that I had been in that game for that long, and I took off the headset, and she was like, asleep in a chair in the corner and i felt really bad about <laughs> just waiting for her turn no she was just waiting to go uh, i mean the coolest thing in that game in my opinion is you could pick up a cone and wear it as a hat and that's pretty neat of course that would be the thing that you're <laughs> yeah a cone hat. i saw someone use a dead enemy and like make it dance around too that seemed pretty neat <laughs> that's most vr games yeah um i mean yeah it it seems incredibly impressive for the vr format mm-hmm um, I think very few people are ever going to be able to play it. Yeah, I, I agree no, with that. And that, that was my whole thing because I really wanted to play it, but I don't have money for a headset kind of thing. Right. I will say this about our, the the Oculus Quest, though. Uh, Jell gets motion sick like you do, and she was fine wearing that headset because she tried a couple games on it. Yeah, it has an extremely high refresh rate. Yeah. Um, really good screen. 
the thing that I will say is the Oculus Quest 2, for all of the shitty Facebook stuff that it has attached to it, it also does have a thing where you can attach it to your computer and just use it like a normal headset and then use the power of your PC. Yeah. Which I think is the thing that makes that kind of the optimal VR experience, honestly. Right. Unless you need more powerful. More powerful than your PC? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, well, how, would, how would that help anybody? No heads is going to fix that problem. It just has the entire PC box. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I honestly think that, like, that's the thing that it does really well is the inside out tracking works really well for VR, which I think they figured out. And I think they're, yeah, I think with the quest three, they'll have a really perfect version of that yeah. working. Um, we need two Facebook accounts to use that one. It's very likely. Yeah. That's the thing I'm going to say. The shitty thing is that you have to have a Facebook account for the yeah. Oculus too. That's the shitty part, which means that the built-in mics, they'll just listen to everything you're saying while you're in VR. Exactly. Just reminds me of, Google forcing everyone to have a Google Plus in order to use YouTube. Yeah, yeah. like go fuck yourselves. And then it's still yeah. fucked. I don't know yeah. if we actually. Yeah, I don't know if we even talked about it. But did you guys hear about like how forty-eight states are currently suing Facebook and Google? Uh, I don't think we did, no. but I believe it. I haven't yeah. even heard about that. Yeah. Uh, are we it's in those? forty-eight? Huh? Are we one of the forty-eight? I believe so. But yeah, like a bunch of states are suing them for um, anti-competition. Uh, oh yeah. right, yeah, we didn't talk about that yeah. on the live show, but we did talk about that in person. Right, about how they're—I'm trying to think of how they worded it exactly, but yeah, like anti-consumerist. No, not consumerist. Anti-competitiveness. Like they're basically trying to make their own monopolies. Right, because which, the thing that happens... nope, like that wasn't even a secret that they were trying to make their own monopolies. Oh but... yeah, but the thing that happens that came out in court cases is like, hey, it shows that like whenever people start competing, you seem to have had public earnings meetings where they were recorded, and we have the recordings here. And you just say to buy them once they start to be competitive with your program. That's yep. what they do. They which is exactly what happened with uh, Facebook using WhatsApp, which WhatsApp was supposed to be encrypted uh, messaging so that people can't tell what you're doing. But since Facebook owns it, like they listen to uh, all your, they track all your conversations on. Right. It's supposed to be an encrypted app. And then yeah. they took, uh, they did the same thing with Instagram because they felt, or felt like they're going to lose money if Instagram was its own platform. So they bought it. Yep. Which I think they bought, did they buy out Vine? I thought they did, and then it died immediately they, after. I think they bought I think it. They did buy it, and they killed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But like, yeah, that's their thing: anti-competition, which you're not allowed to literally destroy your competition to be make a monopoly. Right. It's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly, I'm going to be using conversations like that though next time they say let the free market decide. Right. Because that's what the free market decides. <laughs> yeah, that's. You can't let the free market decide because only one can decide. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we don't do that, and we're still fucking dealing with that shit. We still have <laughs> well, what it was Disney. is like, what happened is we told them no monopolies, and so they worked around it by making oligarchies and then working together in those oligarchies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, play anything else, there, Robbie? Those are the two big ones. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sam. Sam. <laughs> I think you have some VR stuff to talk about too. Yeah, I've been playing some VR games. Fisherman. Uh, yeah, I started a Fisherman's Tale last night, and it's pretty cool. That seems um, like a perfect snap game. It is. And um, before that, I played... Um, uh, Fish. No, I can't even think of it. <laughs> um, no, Ghost Giant is such a good game. It's so cute. Ghost I think Giant. It's is like... that the one where you made the taco cat? Yeah. <laughs> I, what is this? I'm completely into this now. <laughs> so you Ghost my Giant, you, now you have my attention. Ghost Giant, um, um, you are a ghost giant, okay. <laughs> and you have this. this little 
little cat friend. His name is Louie. Okay. Or, okay. Yeah, Louie. Um, uh, basically, you're just sort of there because he's sort of sad. Um, it actually goes into some deeper things like his mother is severely depressed and we sort of see uh the consequences surrounding that like um all right you're losing me they have they have <laughs> um no it's actually really fun no, it's really you're, cute you're, art a cute art style it's sort of like a cardboard cut out like crafts arts and craft like sort of world i guess if you want to call it um uh has really good voice acting. Um, uh, good, fun trophies to get. I actually platinumed it. You can put um, a taco on top of a cat. You can't. Yeah, you get a trophy for that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is called Ghost Giant? Ghost Giant, yeah. It's a VR game. Um, it's just really sweet. Really sweet. And I liked it a lot. And I think it's actually sort of a, a top tier VR game. As well, okay. like up there with Astrobot. Like one you would show people opinion. if they're like, I've never tried VR. Yeah, it's really, really colorful, pretty, uh, whimsical. And all right, when I yeah, get a VR I, in like like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if, if anybody has VR out there, just like get it. It's really cute. If you like you know, cute if it's things on like PC and happy as well. things. Um, I think it's on Oculus Quest as well. I have PSVR for anybody out there listening and that cares. Uh, (laughs) That sounds awesome. It is really awesome. I think actually you might like it a lot. I think anybody would. It looks like a new game. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. what else have I been playing? Oh, I played Job Simulator, and that was fun. Job Simulator uh, is pretty fun. Like, I've only played a yeah. little bit of that. But... Yeah. Oh, yeah, this game looks amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it, looks it is super amazing. Mm. Well, next time um, Sam comes this way, then she's got to bring that then. It does say PlayStation yeah. VR and Oculus Quest. Oh, so. oh, Maybe I misread then. Oh, yeah. okay. I was yeah, but yeah, if you look, like, because if you were to Google it, uh, whenever you go down and says like initial release date, developers, write, writers, publishers, genres, platform, it just says PS4. But yeah, I guess in the description. Yeah, in the description it says PS, our PlayStation VR and Oculus Quest. That's like that's like VR games I like because I kind of got sad because VR kind of got dominated by horror, horror and shooters. Yeah. yeah, like horror and shooters. Yeah, I like the I like the cute fun ones too. Yeah, like, actually, because I saw a lot of people. What was it? It was like called mist or something the one with the mouse Moss. oh yeah mist. yeah Moss. that's yeah. a really good game because like i saw a lot of people complain that that's like a platformer and not like first person it's vr like, stuff it's sort of a side-scrolling platformer uh, it's really ish right but like that's yeah, stuff like, really i think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that there is um yeah. what was it the uh, astrobot vr I, game is i think really Ast- yeah, I think Astrobot is like the best example of what you can do with the VR game, because it's a platformer and but it's like also a 3D platformer and it's really fun. And I'm not even like big into platformers, but <laughs> this one is really good. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah, I yeah. just like I just hope there's more of that coming forward because like VR came out, it was like all porn, then yeah. they put more 
brand shooters into that. <laughs> <laughs> you give me the wacky stuff. And there was for a while at the start, but I think people kind of lost the novelty of VR. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I also played another uh, VR game called The Lost Bear, which is another like side scrolly like puzzle game. And that one was really, really cool too. Um, it's short, like a lot of VR games are, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really it's make basically... VR. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that also being it's said, like... I'm pretty sure if we got E a VR headset and Beat Saber, you could probably make him lose 20 pounds in a month. I'm already losing weight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has Ring Fit for that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Lost Bear is really good too. Um, I got Arizona Sunshine, which I haven't played yet. That's a zombie shooter. Me and Rocky played that for like an hour. Drink a can of Arizona iced tea. You could throw that (laughs) as like a co-op zombie shooter. That was really fun to play with Rocky. Um, Yeah, it's pretty fun. I, if it's like a six-hour experience, I think that might be too long for it because it's. I mean, (laughs) it's just you shoot zombies and you kind of walk forward a little bit. Like that's kind of the thing. That's fair. But it's fun for me. That. Yeah, I couldn't like um, like because I did play as well too. And I couldn't play it for super long because I did get a little motion sick. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing about like um, for a lot of first-person VR games that are like really fast-paced. Like I do get motion sickness, yeah. <laughs> which is sort of which sort of makes it so like I can't play a lot of the VR games. So I do appreciate that there's cute, cute. little slower <laughs> puzzle games like that. Oh. Yeah. My my jam is definitely stand in one place <laughs> it makes me like i kind of wish i had a vr to make games because i'm like oh man i'll imagine like a WarioWare game in vr oh that would be really that cool actually would be good. that would be really cool if uh, they're not already making that you should be start you start developing that. anyone listening will give me like three thousand dollars to get vr a new computer <laughs> and also figure out how to code for VR. <laughs> pay for a 3D modeler. Pay for <laughs> that's that's actually really that would be super fun. That I think would it be. would be like yeah. Um, well, uh, I've been playing some stuff. I'm playing a lot actually. Checking my PS5. Well, uh, Sam knows. Oh, are you are you done, Sam? I'm sorry. Uh, basically, like I just I played some Diablo three playing as a necromancer good class stuff like that so yeah it's pretty cool i can make corpses explode yeah <laughs> that's awesome um <laughs> that's getting me and dry i haven't played in a long time uh actually me liz rocky and kimia just started playing together well uh, i'm just like reminiscing back whenever i first bought a ps4 oh, that's yeah. what me and you started playing together yeah it's a good game it is really great someone tried to have me play diablo and i couldn't figure out what the heck i was doing um Excuse me. You're dungeon looting. Like that's yeah, pretty much like, that's 99% of that game. You I couldn't figure things, out what I was doing. You kill things and you follow the objective marker. That's all you need to know. I tried. And you get gold. I yeah, open some chests. Loot. Yeah, there you, hey, you played Diablo. You did. <laughs> so much loot. <laughs> um but yeah, I started playing Death Stranding, I think, whenever we first when we took our holiday break. Um mm-hmm. I decided to stop playing Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Didn't like I, it, huh? Here's the thing. I actually do like the world and I do think like the walking feels good, but ultimately the entire game are quests that I don't like in other games. It literally is 
deliver the thing from place to place. And occasionally oh, yeah. you can knock people out if you want to. But like I just don't want to do that for another 50 hours. I just don't. Like I'm just not interested in that. I feel like that would be just a good podcast game though. No, you would think that, right? But no. If it takes too much focus. It does. It takes a ton of focus because you have to literally balance yourself while you walk. You have to constantly be stealthy. Really? Fucking rain in the terrain because your guy can just trip whenever he fucking wants, even if you are balancing correctly. Drink your monster. Right. You have to drink the monster energy flask that you get. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the thing. Monster energy. You have to make the pizza. You don't make the pizza, but you do deliver many pizzas. And then. So, like, um, if you. Can your packages get, like, destroyed on the way? Yeah, your entire yeah, trip fucked because you fell once. Yeah. Aww. Come on, just drive the car. And here's the thing. If it's a story mission, guess what you gotta do? You gotta start the whole thing over again. But you don't just gotta go back to the beginning of the mission because it's an open world game. You have to literally make your way back to the beginning of the mission and then do it again. <laughs> and yeah. of course there's like no fast travel because that would take away uh, that, yeah, what that the would, game yeah. is actually about. Yeah. <laughs> the game is travel. You gotta be. You gotta feel like Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. Like that's the thing is, I actually like Norman Reedus' character, and I think he does fine for what that character is. I was intrigued with some of the side plot stuff. It was dumb, but I was intrigued by it because I think it's just really great production value. But boy, is it literally just delivering some pizzas and bodies? Like that's literally what it is. Man. It's funny, like, that sounds amazing to me, but not for 50 hours. 60. 60 is minimum story. That's if you just do story. Like, if you want to do side stuff and get all of the bases, because the idea is to get all the bases up to five stars and everybody trusts each other and loves each other. If you do all that, it can take up to 120 hours. Uh, And, like, you would think, right, hey, great podcast game, right? But no, there's constantly people talking in your ear about things that you have to be doing and places you have to go and things you have to check out and rain to worry about and weather towers and the terrain and the the little baby on your chest that you have to worry about crying and the stealth things that you have to worry about not being around that you have to hear. And you can't fucking listen to anything else unless the game is giving it to you because there's so much to concentrate on. Oh, man. Damn. I want, want like, that game but, like, 10 hours. That sounds fun. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's what I would have loved. If it were like a 12-hour experience, fucking perfect. Yeah. No, but it's like, is it 60-hour 60 60 hour gameplay and like 100-hour fucking cutscenes? No, it's... it's. They're not cutscenes for saying that game, are they? No, there's for sure cutscenes. Oh, I thought it was like the interactive cutscene type deal. No, no, like there's for sure cutscenes. But there, it's 60 hours of walking around and then there's also cutscenes. Nice. And, like, if it were more cutscenes, like Metal Gear Solid 4, for instance, like, if it was, like, 10 hours gameplay and 50 hours cutscenes, <laughs> like, I'd be way more into that, honestly. <laughs> but it's not. It's it, The game is literally walking around, and if you don't like just walking around and not tripping, that game's not for you. Oh, man. <laughs> now it's so interesting to me, because there's so many people who will defend that to their death. And I, I honestly, I can totally see it. Yeah. But I just don't want it. I just don't want it. <laughs> I mean, I'll try it out at some point, but it doesn't exactly sound fun, but it might sound like something I like. I don't know. <laughs> I still have my copy of it. You can totally borrow it. I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like <laughs> I would want to try it at least. I don't know. It's kind of the same thing of like, I don't know if I'd put 100 hours into it. Right. Speaking I of hear- things that I'm, uh, sorry, I'm going to fucking just come in here and talk about a thing that I 
am going to play maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends sent me his copy of um, Cyberpunk for PS4. And oh. I haven't attempted to even put it on my PlayStation 4 yet. And I'm scared. You also still have the base <laughs> PS4. Yeah. It I may know. just grow on your PS4. Like, you don't even I have know. the slim, you don't even have the pro. No where even the pro, it doesn't work very well. Oh, man. Yep. S- Sam, but... legit, wait like four months before you even try to play that thing. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. If like, they yeah. even, like, update the PS4 version at all since they took it off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I imagine maybe in two months it'll be quote-unquote playable and have a steady frame rate of 20 frames a second, but you're still not going to have it looking good. Like, it's going to have a 720 picture and there's not going to be anybody walking around the city. They're just going to replace everything with a JPEG. It may as fucking well be. It looks bad on base consoles. It looks no, if it was JPEGs, bad. it would actually probably run pretty well. <laughs> um, just, yeah, it's not It's not a game that was made to run well on consoles. Meant for PS4. What would actually be really funny is if like they just like lower down the resolution of everyone that's walking around to where it's like, Spider-Man. Oh yeah, it's like PS4 Spider-Man's boat people walking around. They kind of did that. They didn't did. They? Like that's in the game. Oh. Like, like the main character that Keanu Reeves is, you see him in the city walking around. He looks like a PS2 character. Not even kidding. Oh, like that's, that's what really he sad. looks like. It doesn't look good, Robbie. Do you do you remember how bad boat people look in yep. PS4? Yep. I remember. Okay. It's I'm I'm not even kidding. The base console PS4 versions of that game are straight up broken and you so shouldn't I've heard. play them. You just shouldn't play them. Yeah, so I've heard. Um, I have a PS5, and it's still too broken for me to want to try and play it. Like, it's just, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Only PC Master Race. Yeah, PC, it seems yep. like it's fine if you can get over the glitches still. Yeah. PC Master yeah. Race. I will say that they have worked on, like, it's still glitchy on PC, but they've worked on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other things that I have been playing, um, I beat Resident Evil 3 Remake uh, while I have yes. uh, had my dead foot. Um, it was very fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was also very, very jarring and shocking to have live action news footage at the beginning of the game. Um, this came out. The game came out in April of 2020. And the live action intro is like, oh, my God, there's this horrible virus and there's rioters everywhere and the government's not doing anything to stop any of this. Ah, what's going to happen? And then the game starts. <laughs> it, just, cool. like, it just is a camera back on you and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it honestly made it well. Like, uh, that, was, that was some bad timing. <laughs> or great timing. Or great timing, yeah. That's um, how you look at it. But yeah, I can imagine people getting that in April and being like, don't want to play this right now. <laughs> um, I'll wait a month before while well, it gets better. <laughs> uh, but no, it was really fun. Uh, super streamlined. And I actually think Resident Evil 2 Remake did the Nemesis idea better than Nemesis. Because... Uh, That's with Mr. X, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is the weird thing. Because the Mr. X thing is in the original... Resident Evil 2 game on PS1 and stuff. But that was like a side thing. Like, once you beat the game on a bunch of modes, then he would follow you through the whole game. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, I never beat uh, Resident Evil 2 yeah, on... Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, and so, like, in Resident Evil 2 Remake, he just follows you out through the whole game, and, like, safe rooms aren't safe. But with Nemesis, which is weird, because, like, that was what Nemesis did in the original 3. Right. Um, 
in Nemesis in this, like he's just set peace moments and then oh. you're fine for the rest of it. Like you never have to worry about him just coming after you if he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Maybe they forgot which games they were remaking. Something. Like it was fun, but it felt almost like Uncharted with Resident Evil in there. Yeah. It was very weird. Very um, weird. It was fun. I enjoyed it though. Yeah. Um, and then I just wanted something after uh, Death Stranding and stuff like that. And Resident Evil, I just wanted something fun and light and fluffy. And so I started playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. Which I was really like not heavy on at all. And I was like, uh, Ubisoft open world. But you fucking know what? It's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but it's unlike nice. the last Breath of the Wild you played, it's not anime. Right. <laughs> I, I'm actually not in love with the writing in Immortals Phoenix Rising either, though. Um, it tries to be real cheeky with its Greek mythology and like nudge nudge. Like, ugh. Has... Nah, just play Hades if you want cheeky Greek mythology. <laughs> it, it's a. Uh... I'm not a fan of the writing, but like honestly, the gameplay is literally Breath of the Wild. Like, where Genshin Impact is like, yeah, you can definitely see like a bunch of Breath of the Wild inspiration here. Immortals Phoenix Rising is just Breath of the Wild. I would definitely call Genshin literally Breath of the Wild, also. No, because there's not like dungeons and you don't have like bases and stuff you have to go take. Okay. There's literally tiny dungeons with puzzles in them in Immortals Phoenix That's Rising, true. and you get mounts by sneaking up to them, and you have to cook, and there's all these little puzzles throughout the world. And when you jump and pull your bow out, it goes in slow mo. Like it's, it is literally Breath of the Wild. It is weird. So someone at Ubisoft played Breath of the Wild and they're like, yeah, it seems like a pretty fun game. Yes. Well, it's funny because like, I mean, it's not uncommon for literally anything to just any video game type thing to just copy. And then there's a big trend like it was uh, Battle Royales right before Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then before that, it was. Um, I mean, it's still it actually open PT world clones. stuff, but yeah, there were PT clones for a bit. Um, like super open world stuff where there's literally nothing to do, but it's gigantic. Yeah, and just like that's always been the thing. Fighting games were like Street Fighter had all the Street Fighter type clones, yes, yeah, and the good ones too. Yeah, but but yeah, like like Souls games, Souls games, that yeah, was that was a, a big one. Um, but yeah, like honestly, I really really love e, uh, Marvel's Phoenix Rising. And it's just that is a podcast game because I don't give a shit about the story. It's Greek mythology. But what if Greek mythology had the writers behind Borderlands 3 on it? Not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can just zone that stuff out. I don't have to listen to it. I don't have to pay attention to what story's happening because there's literally a big giant red mountain in the middle of everything that you have to get to eventually. And the rest you just explore freely. Um, it is that. It is literally just Breath of the Wild. Um, it's fun. I just put a podcast on and I go and like do a bunch of puzzles and I collect stuff in the world and I have a great time. It is brainless, dumb exploration fun. It, it literally even steals like the discovery thing of like pull out your telescope and then mark things yourself kind of thing. Like it literally just does that. It's, it's still so weird like that. There's not like you can just blatantly copy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, anybody out there who doesn't have a switch who wants to play Breath of the Wild, just get any Marvel's Phoenix right now. Yeah. Or get. Genshin Impact. That's not quite as much Breath of the Wild, though. It's still very Breath of the Wild. It's very, but not not quite. Like it, I even thought playing Genshin, like, man, this is just Breath of the Wild, isn't it? But like, once I got into Morals, I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of like other things that Breath of the Wild did. Right, but like it not being as Breath of the Wild as a Breath of the Wild clone <laughs> doesn't make it not very Breath of the Wild. It's That's it's true. anime Breath of the Wild, which appeals to weebs. That's true, but also has gotchas, which is a point against it in my yeah, opinion yeah. but um and I, I don't think genshin impact is necessarily bad like i did enjoy my no. time with it 
but there's just too much in that. Like, it's just too much. And the gotcha stuff kind of does bother me in it a lot because yeah. it, it caps you out of things that you don't need to be capped out of. Um, I'm I, I got like an hour into that and I'm still nowhere and I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Although, like, to be fair, I wasn't like super into Breath of the Wild. You like, weren't. You weren't. I liked it, but I was like, I prefer normal Zelda. Yeah. Like Sam, um, if you are really, really itching for some Zelda in your life and you want to see what Breath of the Wild is all about, play Morals Phoenix mm-hmm. Rising. And besides the writing, you will literally have Breath of the Wild. Uh, or buy okay. it Wind Waker HD. <laughs> <laughs> and Breath of the Wild that plays at 20 frames a second. Uh, there is a thing that I think the developers didn't really uh, think about, though, is that the load times for Immortals Phoenix Rising are really good because the whole thing. <laughs> and so, like, in the load screens, when you're, like, going between, like, little areas, there you, like, fall through the world and you're able to, like, collect gems and stuff like that and help you, like, level up. But the load times are so fast, there's not enough time to collect many of them. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I wonder if they're going to add a patch to make the load times longer. I don't know. But it's weird, because I was like, I would just like to collect these in the low times, but I only have time to collect, like, two. Yeah. I, I'm always sad, because, like, it's only now that we can actually have cool things in our loading screens. But it's when loading screens aren't important anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> for... It was Platinum Games were the only ones, basically, who could have cool stuff in the loading screens, because they actually had a patent for that, which is weird. Yeah, very strange. Very so strange. nothing else was allowed to have fun interactive loading screens and now that that's finally gone (laughs) everything can do it but there's no reason to anymore yeah it's it's weird uh don't get me wrong i'm definitely glad that the loading screen thing is gone because i think it works really well in a lot of things like astro bots playroom and stuff like that on the ps5 and dark souls i think it works really well for um borderlands 3 ps5 edition fucking takes advantage of the controller and the extra boost and stuff like that and man like how it's it's all it's the same way of like how borderlands 2 came out on 360 but when it came out on like the next gen stuff and like ps4 like oh that's clearly what this game was always supposed to be borderlands 3 came out on ps4 but clearly the ps5 is what they always meant for this game like it's just it's just a huge step above graphically and fidelity wise and even just the stuff with the controller which you hated but i really I do hate it i don't want i don't want my controller to fight back i do it feels cool it's not a fucking fishing line i don't need it to do that <laughs> i liked it a lot um but yeah it's a it's a fun thing and uh i really really like borderlands 3 that that is 100 percent mindless game for me too just throw on a podcast and shoot some shit um, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of what because uh, I haven't played Borderlands 3 yet that much like whenever I tried on PS5 that's all I played of it but Borderlands 2 was that for me to just like shut my brain off for a couple hours and play that yeah was it was it two or three that you showed me two we played okay. a few hours of two because I think out of all the first person shooters I played that was the closest to making me actually want to play it yeah it held your attention for about an hour and then you got real bored and started shooting <laughs> I mean I, I gave the robot hair yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I just like I don't have I don't have the attention. That was I also tried Doobie Turtle, which you hated watching me try to play that. God, I thought you were literally trolling me when you were playing it. No. Um <laughs> And also I got motion sick really quick. Yeah, it's a fast game. Yeah. But uh yeah, that was fun. I tried punching everything, but that the game does not want you to do that. Nope, it wants you to shoot stuff. And I can't shoot stuff because I don't play first person shooters, so I don't know how to aim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I've also been playing that slowly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The levels are too long and there's not really great checkpointing. So not as good as Doom 2016. It's not even gameplay wise. I don't think it's as good, honestly, which is disappointing. Um, Lightning in the bottle. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still kind of enjoying it. Uh, I think they did the thing that a lot of games do where it's like, man, people really liked how hard this was and had to be so precise. What if we make it harder and you have to be more precise and do these exact things in these exact steps or else you fail the fight? So, like, how the first game everyone was like, man, it's like these gunfights are like puzzles and you can figure them out as you go along. Um, Now, literally, the gunfights are like puzzles and you have to figure them out when you're going along or else you can't win the fight. I think think games becoming harder is a kind of unfortunate trend. And it sucks because gamers per- gamers keep like trying to make it the <laughs> thing, and they make fun of anyone for not being pro gamers. I feel like it's a select group, but a very vocal group. No, like it's I would not say like select because there are huge like like every Dark Souls fan basically, right? And Dark Souls sells like hotcakes. It does actually. I I like Dark Souls too, but I think. Except for a couple of them. Like, I think Demon Souls is actually the worst of the Soul series. Yeah. Because it's straight up unfair in a lot of ways. Um, well, like, my thing is, like, people are super, like, against the idea of Dark Souls having difficulty settings, basically. Which it should, it, honestly. Like, I mean, to yeah. be fair, like, I'm super into games like Dark Souls and the Darkest Dungeon and, like, playing games on hard mode. I'm super into that because I like the challenge of it. It doesn't mean you have to have it on there all the time, though. Well, like, that's my thing. Like, it's fine if you want hard games. Yeah. And I'm not saying we can't have hard games. I'm saying we should probably help people who can't play hard games. Right, exactly. Because, like, even even Celeste, which is a super hard and precise platformer, gives you the ability to just cheat. Yeah. And it doesn't make fun of you for cheating. It's like, okay, here you go. You can cheat. Yeah, it's like, hey, you weren't able to get through this. We still want you to play the game. Yeah, because like Celeste also has a really good story with it that it lets so you have. I, I know you did. You weren't willing to take the cheat. No, well, it wasn't even take the cheat. It's that I would play through it and then I lost through as a progress. And I was like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> right, that's who. Yeah. But you yeah. could literally just cheat to get back there in like 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I could have. Or you could throw me in there and then I'll get you back. <laughs> <laughs> it was just I was so annoyed with it. I know, I know. But yeah, it's it's just like one of those. I don't know why like so many people are so apprehensive about it, and like even just accessibility options in general. Some people are super apprehensive. It's just people being assholes. Yeah, I know. Is. Well, like my I get so annoyed because like I talk to people and like they're usually sensible people, but like for certain things they just get like that because like they're like, well, I don't want them to do that because they could just make more mechanics and stuff. But the game is like, how about we let other people fucking play a video game? Yeah, like video games are cool. Why wouldn't you want more people to play video games? Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of get it with difficulty settings because good difficulty settings are hard to make. Like, I work on games and I know making difficulty settings is hard because it's not you can't. It's not just like add or subtract numbers a lot of times. Right. A lot of times it's like a fundamental thing. But even then, like, just like have stuff that can help. Be like, yeah, you could just jump wherever, or like, hey, infinite life. I don't care. It's a yeah. video game. Who fucking cares? Is yeah. unless it's multiplayer. Who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. Like, if people want to play the game and give them money, like, let them play the game and give these people money. Yeah. Like, what's wrong? I think when people like, I think Dark Souls is the one, the big topic where mm-hmm. everyone's like, don't add difficulty because it takes away the game. I think they forget that like. What if other people want to experience this world and like this style of gameplay? Yeah, that's why I think. But like, like, literally, don't have the physical mechanical capability of playing the game. Right, because like that's that's the big thing about Dark Souls to me is like, 
yes, Dark Souls for a lot of people is fun because it's hard, but there's also a really cool story in it that keeps people. Yeah. People would not play five Dark Souls games if there wasn't a really cool like story with it. I will say I play them all. I don't care about the story at all. Like I, mm. I just like the puzzly aspects and like the figuring out like the move sets and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and like it's it's like Zelda for me. Like you go through certain dungeons and you figure out like the way through and you figure out the patterns and you figure it out. Like for me, that's fun. But like other people, that's not what they're there for. Right. So like it's it's giving people the ability to do the thing that they want. Yeah. Although I will like with it. Do you think the setting helps you with that with Dark Souls though? Like it being the setting it is with the characters it has. Yes, I do actually. Because like I think that's a part of it. There are some like Dark Souls clones that I've tried to play like um, out siege siege play. Yeah, something. It doesn't matter. It's like a futuristic one, and it's fine. Like it plays like Dark Souls. It feels like Dark Souls, but it doesn't surge? have surge. Yes, yeah. but it doesn't have like the feeling of Dark Souls, right? And so it doesn't matter. Like that, it's basically the same exact thing. It's just that it isn't that thing. Because like that's the thing. Like if fucking Dark Souls was actually anime Souls. You had a fucking little, like, 12-year-old looking girl. <laughs> Every time you roll, it's like, yeah! <laughs> like, you would not be playing Dark Souls. You would not want that. That's true, yeah. Some people would, but... Yeah, there's definitely... Dark a... Souls would not be the series <laughs> it is if it, was a, if it wasn't, like, the aesthetic it has. I'm waiting for Genshin Souls. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a billion anime oh, yeah. Dark Souls. I've yeah. seen them. Um, but, like, yeah, like, just give people the ability to fucking, like infinite blocking or infinite stamina yeah. or whatever they want like just fucking let them do it it doesn't fucking matter yeah I don't, it's it's like one of those entitlement things a lot of gamers have yeah. or like i i beat the game with my left hand broken so you should too it's like <laughs> it's like fucking who cares yeah you don't you beating the game didn't not happen because someone else could beat the game easier yeah exactly yeah like again, like the only time it makes sense to me is a fight is like multiplayer games, like fighting games, like because there are two people. You can't. It's not fair if one person's cheating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that has to be balanced towards certain things. Yeah. And even then, like with fighting games, there are like attempts at making it so it's more broad. There's like fighting games where you don't have to do motion inputs because not everyone likes doing motion inputs, or there are some people who can't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there's definitely fighting games out there for them that are, like, designed for, like, yeah. being allowed to be able to do that, which is great. Like, more people within the thing you love is always a better thing. The mm -hmm. more voices you have, the more diversity you have, the more experiences that you'll eventually be able to get yourself. Like, right. having more people involved doesn't make it worse. It makes it better. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've never understood it. Yeah. Um, but we are pretty long in the tooth on this yeah. episode. Um. Anybody have anything else? The only thing I was going to add on to that was the thing about games that are great nowadays is that there's choice with it mm -hmm. and limiting that choice is never a good thing. Yeah. That's all I was going to add to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam, anything else you want to add? Uh, get good scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and on that note, I have to try to get good sometimes. So. <laughs> Uh, oh man alright well uh, we're going to get out of here if you guys want to get a hold of us you can do that on our social media Facebook, Twitter or Instagram uh, last ones and last ones in podcast um, or you can shoot us an email over at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com again that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com 
Uh, we have our regular show that comes out every Thursday at 7 in the morning. Check that out. Talk to you guys later. Have a great one. Later. <laughs>